Blog Talk Radio.
A number of years ago, the Central Bank of the United States, the Federal Reserve, produced a document entitled Modern Money Mechanics. This publication detailed the institutionalized practice of money creation as utilized by the Federal Reserve and the web of global commercial banks it supports. On the opening page, the document states its objective. The purpose of this booklet is to describe the basic process of money creation in a fractional reserve banking system. It then proceeds to describe this fractional reserve process through various banking terminology, a translation of which goes something like this. The United States government decides it needs some money, so it calls up the Federal Reserve and requests, say, $10 billion. The Fed replies, saying, sure, we'll buy $10 billion in government bonds from you. So the government takes some pieces of paper, paints some official-looking designs on them, and calls them treasury bonds. Then it puts a value on these bonds to the sum of $10 billion and sends them over to the Fed. In turn, the people at the Fed draw up a bunch of impressive pieces of paper themselves, only this time calling them Federal Reserve Notes, also designating a value of $10 billion to the set. The Fed then takes these notes and trades them for the bonds. Once this exchange is complete, the government then takes the $10 billion in Federal Reserve Notes and deposits it into a bank account. And upon this deposit, the paper notes officially become legal tender money, adding $10 billion to the U.S. money supply. And there it is. $10 billion in new money has been created. Of course, this example is a generalization for, in reality, this transaction would occur electronically, with no paper used at all. In fact, only 3% of the U.S. money supply exists in physical currency. The other 97% essentially exists in computers alone. Now, government bonds are, by design, instruments of debt. And when the Fed purchases these bonds, with money it essentially created out of thin air, the government is actually promising to pay back that money to the Fed. In other words, the money was created out of debt. This mind-numbing paradox of how money or value can be created out of debt or a liability will become more clear as we further this exercise. So, the exchange has been made and now $10 billion sits in a commercial bank account. Here's where it gets really interesting. For as based on the fractional reserve practice, that $10 billion deposit instantly becomes part of the bank's reserves, just as all deposits do. And regarding reserve requirements, as stated in Modern Money Mechanics, a bank must maintain legally required reserves equal to a prescribed percentage of its deposits. It then quantifies this by stating, under current regulations, the reserve requirement against most transaction accounts is 10%. This means that with a $10 billion deposit, 10% or 1 billion is held as the required reserve while the other $9 billion is considered an excessive reserve and can be used as the basis for new loans. Now, it is logical to assume that this $9 billion is literally coming out of the existing $10 billion deposit. However, this is actually not the case. What really happens is that the $9 billion is simply created out of thin air on top of the existing $10 billion deposit. This is how the money supply is expanded. As stated in Modern Money Mechanics, of course they, the banks, do not really pay out loans from the money they receive as deposits. If they did this, no additional money would be created. What they do when they make loans is to accept promissory notes, loan contracts, 
in exchange for credits, money, to the borrower's transaction accounts. In other words, the $9 billion can be created out of nothing simply because there is a demand for such a loan and that there is a $10 billion deposit to satisfy the reserve requirements. Now, let's assume that somebody walks into this bank and borrows the newly available $9 billion. They will then most likely take that money and deposit it into their own bank account. The process then repeats, for that deposit becomes part of the bank's reserves. 10% is isolated and in turn 90% of the 9 billion or 8.1 billion is now available as newly created money for more loans. And of course that 8.1 can be loaned out and redeposited creating an additional 7.2 billion to 6.5 billion to 5.9 billion, etc. This deposit money creation loan cycle can technically go on to infinity. The average mathematical result is that about $90 billion can be created on top of the original $10 billion. In other words, for every deposit that ever occurs in the banking system, about nine times that amount can be created out of thin air. Money jitters. Ask the obliging Bank of America for a jar of soothing instant money, M-O-N-E-Y, in the form of a convenient personal loan. So, now that we understand how money is created by this fractional reserve banking system, a logical yet elusive question might come to mind. What is actually giving this newly created money value? The answer? The money that already exists. The new money essentially steals value from the existing money supply. For the total pool of money is being increased irrespective to demand for goods and services. And as supply and demand finds equilibrium, prices rise, diminishing the purchasing power of each individual dollar. This is generally referred to as inflation, and inflation is essentially a hidden tax on the public. What is the advice that you generally get, and that is inflate the currency? They don't say debase the currency. They don't say devalue the currency. They don't say cheat the people who are saved. They say lower the interest rates. The real deception is when we distort the value of money. When we create money out of thin air, we have no savings, and yet there's so-called capital. So my question boils down to this. How in the world can we expect to solve the problems of inflation, that is, the increase in the supply of money, with more inflation? Of course, it can't. The fractional reserve system of monetary expansion is inherently inflationary. For the act of expanding the money supply without there being a proportional expansion of goods and services in the economy will always debase a currency. In fact, a quick glance at the historical values of the U.S. dollar versus the money supply reflects this point definitively, for the inverse relationship is obvious. One dollar in 1913 required $21.60 in 2007 to match value. That is a 96% devaluation since the Federal Reserve came into existence. Now, if this reality of inherent and perpetual inflation seems absurd and economically self-defeating, hold that thought, for absurdity is an understatement in regard to how our financial system really operates. For in our financial system, money is debt and debt is money. 
Here is a chart of the U.S. money supply from 1950 to 2006. Here is a chart of the U.S. national debt for the same period. How interesting it is that the trends are virtually the same. For the more money there is, the more debt there is. The more debt there is, the more money there is. To put it a different way, every single dollar in your wallet is owed to somebody by somebody. For remember, the only way the money can come into existence is from loans. Therefore, if everyone in the country were able to pay off all debts, including the government, there would not be one dollar in circulation. In fact, the last time in American history the national debt was completely paid off was in 1835 after President Andrew Jackson shut down the central bank that preceded the Federal Reserve. In fact, Jackson's entire political platform essentially revolved around his commitment to shut down the central bank, stating at one point, the bold efforts the present bank has made to control the government are but premonitions of the fate that awaits the American people should they be deluded into a perpetuation of this institution or the establishment of another like it. Unfortunately, his message was short-lived, and the international bankers succeeded to install another central bank in 1913, the Federal Reserve. And as long as this institution exists, perpetual debt is guaranteed. Now, so far we have discussed the reality that money is created out of debt, through loans. These loans are based on a bank's reserves, and reserves are derived from deposits. And through this fractional reserve system, any one deposit can create nine times its original value, in turn debasing the existing money supply, raising prices in society. And since all this money is created out of debt, and circulated randomly through commerce, people become detached from their original debt and a disequilibrium exists where people are forced to compete for labor in order to pull enough money out of the money supply to cover their costs of living. As dysfunctional and backwards as all of this might seem, there is still one thing we have omitted from this equation. And it is this element of the structure which reveals the truly fraudulent nature of the system itself the application of interest. When the government borrows money from the Fed, or when a person borrows money from a bank, it almost always has to be paid back with accrued interest. In other words, almost every single dollar that exists must be eventually returned to a bank with interest paid as well. But, if all money is borrowed from the central bank and is expanded by commercial banks through loans, only what would be referred to as the principal is being created in the money supply. So then, where is the money to cover all of the interest that is charged? Nowhere. It doesn't exist. The ramifications of this are staggering, for the amount of money owed back to the banks will always exceed the amount of money that is available in circulation. This is why inflation is a constant in the economy for new money is always needed to help cover the perpetual deficit built into the system, caused by the need to pay the interest. What this also means is that mathematically, defaults and bankruptcy are literally built into the system and there will always be poor pockets of society that get the short end of the stick.
An analogy would be a game of musical chairs, for once the music stops, somebody is left out to dry. And that's the point. It invariably transfers true wealth from the individual to the banks. For if you are unable to pay for your mortgage, they will take your property. This is particularly enraging when you realize that not only is such a default inevitable due to the fractional reserve practice, but also because of the fact that the money that the bank loaned to you didn't even legally exist in the first place. In 1969, there was a Minnesota court case involving a man named Jerome Daly who was challenging the foreclosure of his home by the bank which provided the loan to purchase it. His argument was that the mortgage contract required both parties, being he and the bank, each put up a legitimate form of property for the exchange. In legal language, this is called consideration. Mr. Daly explained that the money was, in fact, not the property of the bank, for it was created out of nothing as soon as the loan agreement was signed. Remember what modern money mechanics stated about loans? What they do when they make loans is to accept promissory notes in exchange for credits. Reserves are unchanged by the loan transactions, but deposit credits constitute new additions to the total deposits of the banking system. In other words, the money doesn't come out of their existing assets. The bank is simply inventing it, putting up nothing of its own, except for a theoretical liability on paper. As the court case progressed, the bank's president, Mr. Morgan, took the stand, and in the judge's personal memorandum, he recalled that the plaintiff, bank's president, admitted that, in combination with the Federal Reserve Bank, did create the money and credit upon its books by bookkeeping entry. The money and credit first came into existence when they created it. Mr. Morgan admitted that no United States law or statute existed which gave him the right to do this. A lawful consideration must exist and be tendered to support the note. The jury found that there was no lawful consideration, and I agree. He also poetically added, only God can create something of value out of nothing. And upon this revelation, the court rejected the bank's claim for foreclosure and daily kept his home. The implications of this court decision are immense. For every time you borrow money from a bank, whether it is a mortgage loan or a credit card charge, the money given to you is not only counterfeit, it is an illegitimate form of consideration and hence voids the contract to repay, for the bank never had the money as property to begin with. Unfortunately, such legal realizations are suppressed and ignored, and the game of perpetual wealth transfer and perpetual debt continues. And this brings us to the ultimate question. Why? During the American Civil War, President Lincoln bypassed the high-interest loans offered by the European banks and decided to do what the Founding Fathers advocated, which was to create an independent and inherently debt-free currency. It was called the Greenback. Shortly after this measure was taken, an internal document circulated between private British and American banking interests stated, Slavery is but the owning of labor and carries with it the care of laborers. While the European plan is that capital shall control labor by controlling wages. This can be done by controlling the money. It will not do to allow the greenback, as we cannot control that. The fractional reserve policy perpetrated by the Federal Reserve, which has spread in practice to the great majority of banks in the world, 
is, in fact, a system of modern slavery. Think about it. Money is created out of debt. And what do people do when they are in debt? They submit to employment to pay it off. But if money can only be created out of loans, how can society ever be debt-free? It can't. And that's the point. And it is the fear of losing assets coupled with the struggle to keep up with the perpetual debt and inflation inherent in the system, compounded by the inescapable scarcity within the money supply itself, created by the interest that can never be repaid, that keeps the wage slave in line, running on the hamster wheel with millions of others, in effect powering an empire that truly benefits only the elite at the top of the pyramid. For, at the end of the day, who are you really working for? The banks. Money is created in a bank and invariably ends up in a bank. They are the true masters, along with the corporations and governments they support. Physical slavery requires people to be housed and fed. Economic slavery requires people to feed and house themselves. It is one of the most ingenious scams for social manipulation ever created, and at its core, it is an invisible war against the population. Debt is the weapon used to conquer and enslave societies, and interest is its prime ammunition. And as the majority walks around oblivious to this reality, the banks, in collusion with governments and corporations, continue to perfect and expand their tactics of economic warfare, spawning new bases, such as the World Bank, Got on. I was already rich before they caught on. Got it up. Play both sides, apologize, you still get shot on. Sign a shooter, do walkthroughs, he don't drop some. For real. Once in my blood, real muscle, this shit cock strong. Lamborghini decapitated, the top gone. I love this sloppy head, especially when she looking. Got my pistol by the bed while I'm killing it, pussy. Run that bag up through the roof, roof, roof. She like bag, you a dog, I'm like roof, roof, roof. Pay the car for a watch, this a two-tone coupe. If I was lame like you wheels, I'd hate me too. Plus sent the bell, then I broke this shit down. Live by the code, never wrote this shit down. Based on fucking red, she got the scrap in her gown. If she a real bitch, she gon' hold this shit down. I ain't feeling none of you niggas on my morphine. I get what you get for a show whenever the dough swing. Trap snot nose, big boogers in the watch. watch. She'll thought, stick my finger in a twat. And a pussy. Get in, sit in, I pulled up in the latest. Water on me, I'm hydrated. Blew that money cause I made it. Tryna hit Cali and Kendall on curb, they related. So? Deposit for like 80, I just spent it on my babies. Got big love for the West Coast. Good gas in Petro. My claws in Rodeo. Lot of off white, no mayo. Your stylist is childish, put him in detention. My clips got Extensions like her on my bitches. Run that bag up through the roof, roof, roof. She like bag, you a dog. I'm like roof, roof, roof. Pay the car for a watch, this a two tone coupe. If I was lame like you wheels, I'd hate me too. Blood sent the bell, then I broke this shit down. Live by the code, never wrote this shit down. Based on fucking wretched, got the scrap in her gown. If she a real bitch, she gon' hold it. 
Wisdom Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. Particular uh, uh, rituals that you can do. You want to do these particular rituals. Let me give you a good one to show you how, some things that we can do to help ourselves in our lives. My queen that moved from Washington, D.C. to Maryland area to Atlanta, Georgia on the 15th of March of 2004, first thing she did was, first thing she did was she would come in and take all the bills and get a, 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 a some type of tablet like this, you know, a little tablet like this, you know, notebook, and she would write all the bills, write out each one of the bills and put paid by each one. Put paid by each bill. And lo and behold, that's been going on four years now. The four years this March, or March the 15th, and those bills have been met. Just by the magic, by, by, by doing this each month, a magical aspect. So you want to do certain things like this each month. And give you some other rituals. Um, there's one one real good one that you can do. Um, whereas if you have a person that just won't leave you alone, a person that harasses you, but not on a hostile level, just a person that's annoying. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of people like we got a lot of friends like that. What you want to do is get a, a plastic cup, a plastic cup, and you want to take something that looks like a business card. You can take an index card and cut it off and write that person's name on it. And then write, chill out on that on that card. But you want to get it with a permanent marker or something that's permanent because you don't want it to fade. Because what you're going to do is you're going to take that plastic cup and you're going to fill it up with water and you're going to put that, that index card or that piece of paper down in um, so you want a, a car, you don't want nothing to, to, to dissolve so fast before it freezes. So you want to put that thing in the water that says chill out. And you want to put it in the water, and you want to put it in the freezer. And that person will chill out. That person will actually leave you alone. Then there's the other magical trick that I've been doing, telling people for years, is if a person is a little more hostile, what you want to do is... You want to um, take some brown, a brown bottle, a brown beer bottle, a brown root beer bottle. I say root beer bottle because you can find the root beer bottles that's brown and they don't have um, they don't have any paper on it. But it, what you can still do is find a brown beer bottle and soak the paper and soak uh, soak it in some water till the paper come off. And you want to pour not no decaf but liquid coffee. The stronger the better. As long as it's not decaf, liquid coffee in that brown bottle. Then you want to take a brown piece of paper bag and tear it off and write on that brown piece of paper bag um, that person's name. And you can even say cease and desist or stop bothering you. Or... You, it could be a restraint, restrain this person from coming around you, and you put that, you, 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 you could put that name in the brown bottle and put the cap on it, 
and set it up in your closet somewhere. Set it up somewhere that's out of the reach of traffic, out of the reach of people. And these things work. Um, um, these, these things work real good. Another thing you can do is you can you can take a you can go to a a botanica or whatever and try to find you a little brown a little round thing that looks like a little wall. It looks like a um, an acorn or something like that, but it's a wall. It's a, it's a buckeye. You want to get you a buckeye and you want to take it. Now this is for money. You want to take the buckeye and wrap that buckeye in a dollar bill. Wrap that buckeye in a dollar bill. So you take the dollar bill and you take the buckeye and you fold and you wrap the, the, the dollar bill around the buckeye. You can put a little piece of scotch tape on it so it can stay. And you want to get you a little small little plastic bag. You know the ones that they sell them now. You can get them at the drugstore or whatever. It used to be the little nickel bag type thing. Or you can get something. And you want to put that buckeye in that, in that plastic bag with that dollar bill. And you want to wear it on your person. You want to wear it. You put it in your pocketbook or put it in your pants pocket or whatever. And that will bring money to you. That will bring money to you. Another way to bring money with to you is to spend money. Not spend money frivolously, but never hesitate to spend money on things that you need. If you need it, don't cut corners. And never hesitate to spend money on, on people that you care about to go out to restaurants and just live it up for a time because it's currency. So it flows. You see what I'm saying? But when you hard money, you see what I'm saying? The money will repel. Another thing is, they say, if you follow knowledge, money will run, run to you. If you follow money, money will run from you. You see? Hey, young G, I don't think this is the place God wants us to be, man. Nah, Fish, this is exactly where you want us to be. So what are you degenerate niggas doing here? Come on, Vic, man, you better than this, man. Y'all trying to rip people off. Look, y'all ain't here to hear the word? Get the f*** out. Hey, well, hold on there, Vic. What, what's going on here? Who is that? Sound like you teaching people to worship money. With all due respect, yeah. Reverend, that sounds like some bullshit to me. Ooh. Ooh. Reverend Otis, this is the Aboriginal con man from Australia. Nigga just got the mental institution. Think he's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Well, is that right? Well, if you're going to be a crazy fool, you might as well go all the way with it. <laughs> Look, I don't want your money. Neither does Pops. You can't buy God's blessings. It don't work like that. There's the man who obviously ain't got no blessing. <laughs> people, people, don't get this dude your money. He ripping you off, Vic. Come on, man, you better than that. You really going to stand by and rip these people off? If Jesus, the real Jesus, didn't want me to have this money, then Jesus would take it away. And, and, and look at your ankles. 
ankles so acid they look like they're about to be dropped in a deep fryer. <laughs> I've been walking a lot of miles, so what? And and that wig you got on, you better find whatever meth that you stole out here from and give it back. <laughs> Your mama should be arrested for littering. <laughs> Come back when you can afford dog love, nigga. Save up. <laughs> Get them bums on out of here. Put them in the trash. As a matter of fact, put them in the recycling bin. Maybe, maybe God can do better. <laughs> Hello? Okay, good. So as the chemicals of emotion wane, the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion, and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential, and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff, and how can they do that, and they shouldn't speak, and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because... When the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal. And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us 
talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, et cetera, and nothing gets done. Nothing. Over and over and over again. Because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so, therefore, we have abandoned the project. Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, and we wonder why, what happened. And somebody else did, didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On Evolution Radio. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. You think hate will ever stop? Hell no! Yo, listen, if you ain't getting hated on, you ain't doing something right. You get hated on by those who want to be you, who those who care for you, who those you crush. This is my life, yeah, you want to be me. I'm rolling through the city, laughing with the man. trying to say be a nasty motherfucker out there, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to lose. Why are you trying to be the one who loses? Why don't you be the one who wins? Because every time you won, you didn't realize how much you were winning. You were winning confidence. You were winning followers, friends. You were winning allies. But you allowed somebody else to tell you that the shit you was doing wasn't hot. You're built now for this shit. This is my life, yeah, you wanna be me I'm rolling through the city like I'm really be me Too far ahead, you can never be me This is my life, my life, yeah, yeah Get your millies up before you interrupt I love too much lead, think you double cup Hit the stir fry for the camera Better keep up, you need stamina If you really reflect on where you you've been through this shit right now this is easy i've been through that haters to me are like cheerleaders with dirty pom-poms if a motherfucker ain't hating on you you're doing something wrong but when haters hate on you check this out a motherfucker in the street they know what it is a hater because we all know haters and we know the motherfucker they talking about is the motherfucker we should fuck with this is my life, yeah, you wanna be mad I'm rolling through the city like I'm willing to be mad Too far ahead, you can never be mad This is my life, my life, yeah, yeah Get your millies up before you interrupt I love too much meat, think you double cup Hit the stir fry for the camera Dreams and dreams, and reality seems to be the only place to go. 
the only place for us. I know. Trying to make the best of bad situations. Seems to be my life story. Ain't no glory in pain. A soldier's story in vain. And can't nobody live this life for me. It's a ride, y'all. Somebody break me, I'm dreaming I started as a seed, a demon Swimming upstream, landed in the womb I'm screaming on the top with my pops My mama screaming stop from a single drop This is what they got, not to disrespect my people But my papa was a loser Only plan he had for mama was the fucker and abuser Even as a little seed, I could see his plan for me Stranded on welfare, another broken family And what was out of me? Product of the seed passion, mama got pregnant And papa got a piece of ass, look how it began Nobody gave a fuck about me, pistol in my hand This cruel world could do without me, I cannot survive Got me asking white Jesus, will a nigga live or die? Cause the Lord can't see us in the deep, dark clouds of the project Ain't no sunshine, no sunny days, and we only play sometimes With everybody sleeping, I open my window, jump to the streets and get to creeping I can live or die, hope I get some money, phone gone I'm only 19, I'm trying to hustle on my own On this block where everybody in their cops trying to slang rock Rather go to college, but this is where the game stops Don't get it wrong, cause it's always on From dust to dawn, you can buy a rock block So a heron bone, you can ask my man, he's a mile reader Keep my nine here, all the time, this is how we grind Meet up at the cemetery, then get smoked out Pass the weed, nigga, that Hennessy will keep me cheap Everywhere I go, niggas holla at me Keep it real, G. And my reply to they kill me. Act up if you feel me. I was born not to make it, but I did. The tribulations of a ghetto kid still I ride. Running your bricks with blicks Do your project always Dumping crews like twos Nigga all day secrets to war Prepare me for the worst A life that's lavish Full of cabbage Or a life that's in the hearse But now my dreams it seems so We play some triple beans And things bro Diamond piggy ring Got the loop popping out My train to keep my Glock Cock the truck Who was searching for me Then why not Show him what I made up Plus raised on Or my blood Chance land with me He turned to the street So snatch your bands We out come out We'll make a casual Buzz and fans It'll make me mad I'm just like him. My homie on the corner With his cat just to say fuck or something, then life can lead Then life be don't need, don't we all know He trying to rise up and reach his goal, don't still rise Dreams are lost hope, I hit the strip broke Where the fiends get cold, and still I rise now I float, cows go, whenever we come around I'm running down, clutching the pound Lava sirens ducking the sound I used to hustle with my mom till the sun came My homie I'm doing time from the drug game Stolen cars, war scars, born an outlaw Behind bars, go to sleep just to see the stars Freedom is ours, so we trap on a burnt block Crackheads, only ten learn to duck In 96, my rock, my plastic passion for blasting bass No faces for open casting, peeling your cat backwards Your cat was ain't prepared for pistol practice I sent my missiles through your mattress Leaving holes in your body like a cactus By me and my crew be bopping, more greens the topic And lose the heat scenes in my motherfucking jeans popping Leaving your spleen to pick up, half of you niggas is softer than a sticker Let's go to war, see you quicker And still I rock
people have to learn how to change their brain waves to get into their autonomic nervous system to begin to reprogram. The latest research in neuroplasticity tells us we're not hardwired to be a certain way for the rest of our lives. The latest research in epigenetics says we're not doomed by our genes, that in fact we're marvels of adaptability and change. So as a person started to contemplate and think about who do I want to be when I open my eyes, what would it be like to be happy, what would it be like to live a new life? The frontal lobe is looking out into the landscape of the entire brain because it has connections to the entire uh, neocortex and it's got to resolve the problem. So it starts calling up different networks of neurons that are relevant to the question based on the knowledge the person learns or, or the experiences that they had and it begins to seamlessly piece together this new understanding and that's called intention. And so if you're reading a book about how to become more happy or if you're reading a book on how to be a leader in your life or you're, you're studying the process, every time you learn something new, you add new connections to your brain. So now you have raw materials for you to imagine even more. The act of mentally rehearsing begins to install the neurological hardware in your brain to look like it's already happened. Now the brain is typically a record of the past, but the moment we install the neurological hardware, it becomes a map to the future. And you keep doing that, the hardware becomes a software program, which means you start thinking like a genius. You start acting like a happy person because there's no mystery there because you installed the circuits. And then these people didn't wait for their wealth or their health to feel gratitude and to feel empowered or to feel love, a love for life. They began to feel those emotions ahead of the experience. And their body as the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between the experience in their life that creates the emotion and the emotion that they're creating by thought alone. The body's believing it's living in the future, in the present moment. And the stronger the emotion that they felt, the more they're going to pay attention to the thoughts they're thinking. And now all of a sudden, they're changing their biology from living in the past present reality to living in the future present reality. And I was so intrigued by this process that I went back to school to study neuroscience because it was the answer in the internal process of rehearsing and imagining. They had long moments where they lost track of time and space, where when they opened their eyes, they thought it was maybe 15, 20 minutes later, and it was an hour and 15 minutes later. When we get into the present moment, there's a moment where you lose track of yourself. You forget about yourself. And only in the present moment do you have access, according to the quantum model of reality, to other possibilities. And when you're truly in the present moment, the generous present moment, that's the moment then that you are no longer living in the familiar past or the predictable future. And in order for us to change, I realized that we have to get beyond our environment and what's our environment made of? People, husbands, kids, bosses, objects, things, places. You got to get beyond your emotions, your body, your pain, your disease. And you got to get beyond this concept of linear time. So when we get beyond our body, our environment and time, we become pure consciousness. And now that consciousness can begin to connect to the consciousness of the field. And all of a sudden I realized that when people are nobody, no one, no thing, nowhere, and no time, that's the moment. They're no longer a face, they're no longer a culture, they're no longer a skin, skin color, they're no longer a mother, they're no longer a grandmother, no longer a, a doctor, an attorney, a, they're no longer a, a nurse, they're, they're pure consciousness. And that is the element 
that we begin to connect to something greater. So I wrote a book about it. And um, then I wound up on this documentary called What the Belief Do We Know? And that became an overnight sensation. And we did all these conferences, all the scientists all over the world. And at the end of every conference, we had panel discussions. And I started listening to the people's questions uh, during those panel discussions. And they asked really three important questions. How do we do it? Which is a good question. How do our thoughts affect our body or our life? Second question, if our personality creates our personal reality, and it does, and our personality is made up of how we think, how we act, and how we feel, in order for me to change my personal reality, I have to change my personality. Why the hell is it so hard to change? And I thought that was a really good question. And the third thing was, what do you do? So I started teaching these Friday night, all day Saturday events and giving people the understanding of brain science and brain waves and the quantum model and showing them pictures of neurons connecting and disconnecting what neural nets are and how the brain works and what focus concentration looks like and begin to create something where people could really begin to practice at home. And basically I said, okay, well, if these are the four principles that these people used in my first book, uh, to heal based on my investigation. It should work for sick people or normal people. The process is exactly the same. We've got to unlearn and relearn. We've got to break the habit of the old self, reinvent the new self. We've got to unfire and unwire and refire and rewire. We have to prune synaptic connections and sprout new connections. Unmemorize emotions stored in the body, and then we have to recondition the body to a new mind and to a new emotion to stop signaling the same genes in the same way and begin to signal new genes in new ways, to pull our attention and our energy out of the familiar past and begin to invest our attention and energy into a new future, to go from the known to the unknown. The model was built, and we started doing these workshops all over the world, from Australia to Mexico to Colombia to Canada to the United States uh, to South Africa to all over Europe. We were teaching these events, and you know, to be honest with you, the first year I didn't see many changes. We saw some people get a, be happier, a, a greater sense of well-being but no real breakthroughs. But at the end of these introductory level courses, people would ask, can, we teach, can you teach another level? So I taught a level two, and then at the end of that, they said, can you teach another level? Then we taught a level three, and then they said, can you teach another level? And I said, I don't know anything else. But right around that point, I started having some really profound mystical experiences. Those mystical moments were so profound that I couldn't go back to be Joe Dispenza again. And all of a sudden, I realized that every time I had one of those mystical moments, the first thing that I came to when I came back to who I was, was I have this all wrong. Like, like some layer of conditioning. How we're so unconscious to how we view the world. Some layer, some veil was lifted. And then all of a sudden I got very passionate about the mystical. And so we started teaching a level 3.5. And then right around this time, all of a sudden, people started sending the emails in. My God, I was diagnosed with this condition. I was trying to get this job. And... I changed my energy, I changed this, and I started doing the work, and my body's healthy, here's the blood tests, here's the scans, and all of a sudden we started seeing that it started to catch on, and so I wrote my second book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. It was a great success, and, and there was a great meditation in there, and the how-to, and, uh, and I, watched, I watched many people right around this point uh, start to make really profound changes in their health right during our events. So we went from a level 3.5 to a level 3.5 pi and we started seeing spontaneous remissions right in our events. 
And all of a sudden, I knew that I had to change everything. So then I gathered a team of scientists and researchers and said, what is going on here? I knew that it was happening in real time. So I gathered a, a team of researchers and scientists and we started measuring. We started measuring brain waves. We started, we've done over 8,000 quantitative scans on the brain. We measure people that, come in, that came into our event. We started doing four and a half day, five days events so that we could have people for a substantial amount of time measure their brain before they came at the end of four or five days measure their brain at the end and I would say I want to know the changes are not just in their mind and all of a sudden we realized that we had in our first two advanced workshops these four and five day events when we started studying the brain scans 91% of the people that came had a more than 80% change in their brain for the better so we knew that we were doing something really right and then we started randomly selecting different people and we started studying their brains when they were going through the process of internal change. In other words, in real time, I wanted to know what those elements were that allowed the person to connect. I can tell you that the personality doesn't change the personality. I can tell you the ego doesn't change the ego. I can tell you that matter takes a long time to change matter, that the brain takes a long time to change the brain. Only when you become pure consciousness, that consciousness is the phenomena above the brain and matter and we started realizing that when people are stressed out or they're emotional and they start analyzing themselves and their lives within some disturbing emotion they make their brain worse every time not just once or every time so we did over um, 5,000 HRV scans on the heart because when you're stressed out and when you're impatient and when you're frustrated, the heart beats out of rhythm because it believes that there's a predator behind the corner here or you're worried about the next thing that's going to happen, you're, you're switching on the survival centers. And so it takes a clear intention and elevated emotion to begin to affect matter and the nature of reality. So you've got to open your heart. And I wanted to teach our students how to make that a skill. And we could measure them when they do it. And when you feel gratitude and appreciation and love and kindness and care, your heart starts beating in rhythm. It starts beating in a coherent pattern. When you start getting beyond matter and bodies and people and things and you take your attention and you open your awareness to space, to nothing, the brain gets super coherent. We've measured it thousands of times. And so we just got better at teaching the process and our students can create brain coherence and change their brain waves in four seconds, five seconds, nine seconds, 12 seconds, 15 seconds. They just, know, it's a skill. They know how to do it. And, and when I say go into heart coherence, they know how to do that. They can, they can do it for 45 minutes. And why is it important? Because so many times in our life we go unconscious and we disconnect. When the heart is beating coherently, it produces a measurable magnetic field that can be up to three meters wide. That's, that's a magnetic field that allows you to begin to spread your energy. Mm -hmm. And that energy is a frequency, and frequency carries information. And now that energy can carry the thought of your abundance. It carry the thought of your wealth because all thoughts have a frequency. The emotion of guilt, the energy of, of suffering cannot carry the thought of abundance or health because it's not the same energy. And just like you could say, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy with your conscious mind. And if your body's been emotionally conditioned into unhappiness or pain, that thought never makes it to your body. And there's no connection between the mind and body. So when people elevate their emotional states, 
like in a state of gratitude. The emotional signature of gratitude means the event has already happened. It means when you, when you give thanks, you're getting something. So when you start giving thanks, your body's in a perfect state of receiving. So we want people to change their energy and to create this heart coherence, and we want to measure them. We want to know that we can say to them, you're doing it or you're not doing it. So we measured the energy of the room because we started seeing people saying, wow, the energy is incredible. And so many of our events in the 19 different advanced workshops we did in the last five years, the energy in the room has always gone up. We measured the energy around people's bodies. If you're freeing your body from the chains of those emotions that keep you anchored from the past, you should go from particle to wave, from matter to energy, liberating energy and freeing your body. So we measured the energy centers of the body because we teach our students that each one of these energy centers are centers of information. They have their own frequency. Uh, they have their own intent. They have their own consciousness. They have their own glands, their own hormones, their own chemicals, their own individual little brains. And they're under the control of the autonomic nervous system. So people have to learn how to change their brain waves to get into their autonomic nervous system to begin to reprogram uh, these different energy centers. And I thought, well, people are healing, but let's find the instruments to show us that those uh, those changes are actually scientifically based so we found an instrument in russia and we measured uh, thousands of people's uh, energy we also have done measurements on immune regulation uh, and we found that uh, just a few times a day 10 minutes a day for four days just elevating your emotional state will strengthen your immune system by more than 50%. And we've measured genetic, genetic changes. We've measured 7,500 different gene regulations, and our students have changed their genetic expression in four days. Genes that downregulate tumors and cancer growth, genes that are responsible for neurogenesis, not just making new connections, but the growth of new neurons in response to novel experiences and learning. The gene that stimulates or downregulates oxidative stress and begins to cause the body to move back into balance, anti-cancer, anti-aging, anti-heart disease, anti-stroke, anti-neurodegenerative. The gene that activates stem cells to go to damaged tissues and repair them. The gene that activates microtubules. The microtubules are the skeletal structures of the cell that vibrate and, and emit light, coherent light and information. And when cells are diseased or out of balance, those different harmonics are causing the cells to emit different frequencies and the frequencies can't carry the information and that's what causes the cells to begin to break down. Well, we, know, we now know that the microtubule, the gene when the microtubule gets signaled, that they're resonating at a greater frequency. And so our, our most recent research was uh, measuring telomere lengths. And telomeres are the little DNA shoestrings that every time a cell divides, it gives up a little of that shoestring. And so the, the body begins to biologically age. So my question was, could we reverse that? So we randomly selected 32 people. We asked them to do meditation for 60 days. And 74% of those people had a change for the better in their telomere length. We had 40% have a significant change. and We had 23% have a dramatic change. In other words, they got a certain percentage of their life back. One lady, we measured the telomeres at the beginning of the event. Four days later, we measured the telomeres, and we measured the telomeres 60 days later. The scientist said to me, you're not going to see any changes in telomeres four days later, because telomeres, as I understand, they're like, it's like hair or fingernails. They take time to grow. 
but I said to the scientists, we're witnessing people get their hearing back in one meditation. Why not once, not twice, not three times? We have people with skin rashes come out of a meditation and the skin rash is gone. They're getting a biological upgrade. So I said, well, if it's happening in no time, it's not a Newtonian phenomenon. It's not matter changing matter. Like we're talking about energy changing matter, which is a quantum phenomenon. I said, if that's happening, is it possible that their telomeres could lengthen in a very short amount of time? And he's, he paused for a long time, and then he said, you know, I think it is possible. I said, well, I'm willing to spend the money to see if it's true. And we had one lady lengthen her telomeres in four days, which is really, really significant. So, uh, so anyway, so I gathered all this data, and I wrote a book called You Are the Placebo, Making Your Mind Matter. And I thought, well, hell, if you understand the science of the placebo, you know, giving someone a sugar pill or a saline injection or performing some false surgery or procedure, a certain percentage of those people will accept, believe, and surrender to the thought that they're getting the real substance or treatment, and they begin to program their autonomic nervous system to make the exact pharmacy of chemicals equal to the substance they think they're taking. Now, that's not light dinner conversation. That means then that that pill, which is an inert substance, is a symbol that represents a possibility in the quantum field. We use the word every day. Now, if we don't know the capacity of this word, are we headed for conflict or not? Yes, sir. Because we did not break down the capacity of the same word. Find a room to lock yourself in and close the door. It's some heavy concepts that we gotta explore. We gotta strip the word down, rugged and raw. The rhetoric of Martin King just ain't around no more. The boy we ain't here, James Ball with Eva. They all were leaders, but they ain't helped me get this course to Cedar. A lawyer left the hood, he never looked back. To be a Fortune 500 CEO, it took rap. So what if my pants sag with my hat turned back? The same swag got our merchandise flying off the rack. Marketing companies is hiring black Fresh hip-hop lingo for your campaign ads Controversies around, who can say it and win? Some niggas are full-time, some playing pretend So fuck that, no apologies on the issue If it offends you, it's meant to, it's that simple I'm here, my niggas I was thinking a little bit What would it take to authenticate my niggerness? All ridiculous 26 inches when I call up the dealership I heard of some nigga shit We only out for our own benefit We having too many kids We Claudines Welfare recipients The infamous free clinics is the sickest shit Make me think what the hell They clean they syringes with Everybody bleeding The cops are the demons Courtrooms full of goons Jail buses leaning Handcuffs squeeze too tight on you flight If you fight they just give in People used to do sit-ins they got Nigeria and Niger, two different countries Somehow Niger turned a nigga, and shit got ugly The problem is we started thinking like the colonists To know what Drew Ali started dropping that consciousness I'm here, my nigga I was 
not a banker Neither was my neighbor when it came to getting paper Who the hell was gonna train us? Oppression couldn't escape us through the ages We changed the basis of derogatory phrases And I say it's quite amazing The use of ghetto terms developed our own language No matter where it came from, it's celebrated Now people are mad if they ain't one Every word we use, it has a capacity. And if you don't understand the words you're using and understand the capacity of it, you are using words that is creating a destiny for you that you don't even know or even conscious of. I'm here, my nigga. Radio Network, where the evolution is the revolution. All right, all right, all right. What up, what up, what up? Peace to the gods. What's going down right here on the New Evolution Radio Network? I'm your host, Joy Balance L. Bay. This is the bottom line Sunday. Today is the 18th of October. We're live. We're going to be talking today about some equitable remedies and law. Uh, make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com if you need to get with me, set up a consultation or get any products. I will be announcing some uh, upcoming webinars soon, and we got some more seminar dates coming up. All right? Um, so we're going to get right into it tonight. So I don't want to waste too much time. Call lines are wide open. Press the number one if you want to get in and holler at me. All right, if you're in the chat. You want to get in? Call number is 347-989-0194. You can get in the highlight. All right. So tonight I want to talk about some legal and equitable remedies, some things that we know, some things that we don't know, some ways to help us uh, through our matriculation of this information. Right. So the legal remedy of restitution and money. Uh, as distinguished from the common law action of what we would call replevement, right, or they call it ejectment, right, is where restitution um, is evolved from the common law, right? So basically, the the subject matter of restitution and being able to go into court and get money for something that, you know, happened to you or a way that you was damaged, um, you know, the whole 40 acres and a mule thing was meant to be some type of Restitution to people who were slaves Right So a lot of times um, You know you'll, you'll hear people mention Or we were supposed to get 40 acres in the middle But you have to ask yourself How were you ever supposed to get that right In, in what form 
were your ancestors supposed to receive that? Just like your so-called Native Americans and your Aboriginals, people who were on some of these Dawes roads, the Indian roads, uh, were supposed to also receive land allotments, right? So Native Americans were supposed to receive uh, 80 acres, while so-called slaves were supposed to receive 40 acres, right? And a lot of times, uh, a lot of people never got this land. They never got any money. They never got a mule, right? Um, and so, you know, the, the courts of justice are always supposed to be open. They're supposed to be, um, you know, open for you to be able to go and get some type of redress for your grievances, for how you were deprived of a certain right or a certain antiquity, right, your inheritance, something of that matter. Right, so when when people use the term latches, and I'll, I'll you know just for the the sake of it, I want to pull up I'll pull up a good definition here for you guys. Okay, because when we use the term latches in the legal sense, and we're not talking about latches on the door, right? we're talking about the legal term latches. But when we use the term latches, right, latches is a defense in equity, right? Um, latches is a defense to a proceeding which a plaintiff. Which could be you Seek some type of equitable relief So a case in equity is Distinguished from cases at law By the type of remedy Or judicial relief that's sought By the plaintiff So generally law cases that involve A problem that can be solved By the payment of a monetary damage Right Can include some type of latches Now equity cases involve remedies That are directed from the court Against the party Right, so a lot of times you go into equity court so that you can get some type of order to actually get some type of remedy. Right, so the types of equitable relief include the injunction, where the court orders a party to do or to not do something. Right, whether the court gives the injunction or you actually order your own injunction through the common law side. Right, then there's the declaratory relief, where the court declares the rights of the two parties. To who a controversy pertains to Right And then there's accounting Where the court orders a Detailed written statement of money That's owed to a person Right So courts have Complete discretionary decisions When we talk about equity Right And then they can weigh in on equity decisions They can weigh in on equity principles They can weigh in on what's equitable When it comes to Whether or not this person has had their, their unjust enrichment done to them that would afford them some type of equitable remedy, right? So when we start talking about latches, it's really important to understand that latches is a legal doctrine that an unreasonable delay, right, in seeking some type of remedy or a legal right or claim will prevent it from being enforced or allowed if the delay had prejudiced the opposing party. So the doctrine is an equitable defense that seeks to prevent the legal ambush from a party who is negligent and failing to timely make a claim, right? So, you know, let's just say that um, you were supposed to make a claim and you didn't know you were supposed to make a claim, right? When you're dealing with latches, it will actually step in place and prevent somebody from ambushing you. So it recognized the fact that an opposing party's ability to obtain a witness, right? And this is where uh, concrete evidence comes in, right? A, a preponderance of evidence comes in, right? 
um, some type of character witnesses. This is where all this comes in to help diminish over time the unavailability of a fading memory, such as somebody's estate. Okay, so latches is an equitable form of estoppel based on delay. So the theory behind allowing the defense is that the law shouldn't aid those who sleep on their rights. Right? Now, for a defensive latches to succeed, it must be proven that the party invoking the doctrine has changed its position as a result of the delay, resulting in being in a worse position now than at the time that the claim should have been brought. So, for example, the delay in bringing the claim may have caused much of a larger potential of damages. Right? So the ability to claim some type of latches is lacking due to uh, the assets being otherwise used in the meantime. So, you know, for instance, you know, we, we talk a lot about estates and, you know, people want to know how to get to the money and the birth certificate and all this other shit. Right? It all deals with latches. It deals with sometimes doing stuff in a timely manner. But then you have to look at the law of unjust enrichment, right? Because in equity law, unjust enrichment occurs when one person is enriched at the expense of another. I've always told y'all, you cannot enrich yourself at the expense of somebody else. That's not clean hands. That's not good faith. Right? And I've always said, listen, man, if that's the type of shit you want, keep that shit far away from me. Right? Because I, I believe in the fairness of the law. Now, when we start talking about fairness and law, there's something called equity, and then there's something called equality. See, equity is the virtue of being just, even, uh, even-handed, as they call it, right? Impartial. But then equality is described as a state of being where everyone is at the same level. See, equity and equality are not the same thing. People like to act like they are, but they're truly not. You can't be equitable and equal at the same time. So equity is a means. Equality is an end. Equity means that something is fair. Equality means that something was even. Equity recognizes the difference and attempts to counteract unequal individual opportunities. Equality means that there's sameness and treats everybody as equal, right? But equity ensures that people have what they need while equality ensures that people are provided with the same things, right? So, for instance, equality is is you live on one side of town and, and, and you live in the hood and white guy lives on the other side of town and he lives in the suburbs, right? Well, the equity is that you know, both of y'all have what y'all need. But the equality there is that both of y'all can have running water. Right? No, nobody is forcing you to live in the hood. Nobody forces you to live in poverty. That's a decision that you make consciously. Right? So we need to know the difference between equity and equality. Now, when we talk about equitable remedies, right, we, we have to understand that Equity is done through what they call a tortfeasor, right? So a tortfeasor is where a wrongdoer, right, an individual who commits a wrongful act, 
that injures another party for which the law provides a legal right to seek relief. They call this a tort. So when we're dealing with tort, let's understand the difference between restitution and a reparation. Right? Because anytime that we're dealing with any type of equitable remedies, you're always going to be dealing with the fact that there's equity and then there's equality. Right? So when I'm talking about equity and equality, I can't talk about these things without talking about replevin bonds, restitution. Okay. Reparation. Because black people they always well, I want my reparation. Well, that's your restitution. See, the law of restitution is the law of a game-based recovery. It's to be contrasted with the law of compensation, which is the law of a loss-based recovery. So when the court orders restitution, it orders the defendant to give up his or her game to the claimant. So when the court orders compensation, it orders the defendant to pay the claimant for his or her loss. So you injured me. I'm going to take your ass to court. I'm going to get some restitution, and the court's going to pay me. So the word restitution, okay, is a recovery law. Now, restitution was used in the earlier common law to denote the return or the restoration of a specific thing or condition, right, to make something whole again, to bring something back to its original state of being, right? You always got to make somebody whole when you injure them, right? So in summary... The word restitution means the relinquishment of a benefit or the return of money or other property that's obtained through an improper means to the person for whom the property was taken. But it's come to my attention that there's some people out here that be trying to swindle people out of their states to take money from people. Right? There's a lot of shisty shit going on in this particular realm, and I'm, a, I'm here to tell you, if, if that's the page that you're on, if that's how you're going to live, you shouldn't be in this realm, right? The prophet, Noble Ali, you know, when he, when he taught this, when he said, do your best, look your best, right? When he was teaching his stuff, he wasn't teaching that for you to go and steal an estate. He wasn't teaching that for, for you to go and, and, and just grab a bunch of money. Off the birth certificate, you do understand the birth certificate was created by them. You may have legal title, but you don't have equitable title. So you have a legal remedy, but you have yet to gain your equitable remedy. This is why most niggas can't tell you how to get to the money in the birth certificate because they don't know. See, restitution may either be a legal remedy or an equitable remedy, depending upon the basis for the plaintiff's claim. And the nature of the underlying remedy that assault. So generally, restitution and equitable tracing is an equitable remedy when the money or the property is taken from somebody. So when a particular property is at issue, right, and it cannot be particularly identified, restitution is a legal remedy. So this occurs, for example, when the plaintiff seeks judgment, uh, imposing the person's liability. Right, to pay a certain sum of money, right? So then you get unjust enrichment. And then you get something what they call quantum merit, right? And quantum merit, which is a interesting term, right? Quantum merit is a Latin phrase which says that uh, what one has earned, right? So in the context of contract law, it means something that 
is along the lines of a reasonable value of service. Service for hire. Services rendered. Right? So what services have you rendered to somebody if you're going to try to take their estate? What services have you rendered to someone? If you want some type of restitution, it's the services rendered. Right? So reparation... Right, and I, I think I saw somewhere in um, South Carolina where they was trying to give people back their reparations in South Carolina, right? But reparations, uh, the order of reparation is compensation, right? It's a compensation order that's issued by a judge. So it can take the form of a compensation order where the offender makes a compensation payment to the victim, right? So then you have to ask yourself, well, if I'm asking for reparations from the government, how can I prove that I was injured if your relatives were the ones that were quote-unquote enslaved? Or were they prisoners of war? Because, see, the Jews were prisoners of war. And that's why the Jews get quote-unquote restitution and reparation from the U.S. government, right, to this very day. They're being paid a tribute. Now, a reparation order, right, is on the top of and not part of the sentence that is imposed of an offender. So it may be made by a court on its own initiative or following an application from a victim or a prosecutor. So a restitution order differs from a a, a reparation order because, see, a court cannot make a compensation order if it believes that, one, the offender could not comply with the order due to some type of insufficient means, and, two, paying the compensation would unduly prejudice the welfare of the offender's Dependents, right? So, so they actually are looking at if you took, let's say, somebody passed away, right, in your family, and you was you were supposed to get a couple million dollars from them, right? But the cousin came in and took the money from them. Well, guess what? When the court finds out that this happened and it happened unjustly, they're gonna come in and say, "Oh no, wait a minute! Not only did you harm the defendant, but you harmed his." Posterity, his future kids, or her future kids, right? That money could have changed somebody's life. It could have changed generations of lives. You understand? So, payment of compensation or restitution cannot be made a condition. Ain't no condition. If you damage me, I get my shit back. That's unjust enrichment. Okay? Now, the legal remedy of restitution in money, right, has evolved from a common law action of indebitatus, assumpted, right, the assumption, right, and originally an action to compensate for the breach of an assumed duty or an undertaking. And assumpted was later extended to provide a remedy for breach of simple contracts. So there's a case, uh, Moses versus. McFarland, right? Go check that case out, right? But uh, Lord Mansfield further expanded the action by holding that assumption would lie in a situation where there was no agreement at all, but where the defendant had money, that injustice and unfairness ought to be paid back to the plaintiff. So the obligation to repay was thus imposed by the law as a matter of natural justice. So the action to enforce the obligation was said to be quasi ex contra 
So then you have to deal with what we call contracts versus quasi-contracts, right? So since the action of assumption was also proper for breach of an express contract, kind of like an express trust, or a contract that's implied, like an implied trust, considerable confusion in terminology and usage has resulted. So it's really important for y'all to keep certain basic distinctions in mind when we're talking about legal remedies versus equitable remedies. Some of this is going to fly over your head tonight. You don't have to go back and listen to what I'm saying. Right? So an implied fact deals with contracts of the actual agreements, whereby as an express contract is established by some type of language, implied in fact, right, where contracts are conducted by the conduct of the parties. See, they always look at your conduct when you're dealing in court. What was that person's conduct? Okay? So, when we talk about the means of recovery, in common law, the quantum counts of assumptive are always used to recover for a breach of implied contract. Okay? So, this goes back to what I just told y'all, quantum merit. Right? M-E-R-U-I-T. Okay? Now, for a breach of contract, for a sale of goods, the proper thing would be called quantum balabang. And this means for so much as something is worth. Okay? So there's all types of implied versus um, constructive contracts, right? So when we talk about a constructive trust, this deals with some type of trust that has been referred to as a fraud rectifying. You see, your straw man is in a constructive trust. When you're born and they set the KB trust, they create a, a constructive trust. So, unlike the express trust, it's imposed by law without regard to the intention of the parties. So, when you set up an express trust, they go off, what your, well, what was his intention when he set up the express trust? Right? What was his intention? Versus what was the intention when a, when a constructive trust was set up See, when they set up a constructive trust They gave you a social security card They gave you a birth certificate It was constructed, they constructed it Alright So the constructive trust is thus Analogous to a Quasi-contractual obligation In that both are imposed by law To compel the restoration of unjust Gain, unjust enrichment Right, so you can't be Unjustly enriched Right In an express contract But in constructive trust You can be unjustly enriched You was already unjustly enriched When they set everything up without your permission So people talk about Well I'm going to go up in equity court I'm going to go up in equity court You can't go in equity court if you don't understand The difference between equity And equality Equality is we're going to give all these motherfuckers a social security card. Equity is, well, if he knows better, we'll give him his money. See, a constructive trust comes into existence on the date of the order or judgment of a court of a competent jurisdiction, declaring that a series of events has given rise to a constructive trust. You understand? That's why your straw man is in a constructive trust. Now, the requirements for the imposition of a constructive trust are these. The defendant has legal title, like your birth certificate, to property upon which the constructive trust can be imposed if the defendant has no title to the property, whereas possession is not enough. 
The remedy is unavailable, for there can be no trust without trust res. Trust property, my nigga. Res, a.k.a. your residency. Your residency in the state was, was done when you was a baby. That's how they established the birth certificate. So your parents' residency, because they're res, right? So a prerequisite to imposition of constructive trust is the identification of specific property that belongs to the claimant. Right, so when they set up a constructive trust, yeah, they, you're damn right they put some money behind that trust. They said this nigga right here is gonna work his whole life. Look where he grew up at. It's a good chance he won't make it out the hood. It's a good chance he's only gonna make this much money in his lifetime. It's a good chance. See, I, I personally like it. When, I, when I'm going through this information, right? You know, I, I have to really. Keep myself from, um, you know, from getting upset about it, because I know that there's some really fraudulent ass shit going on out here when it comes down to how people use this information. I, you know, I don't like it. I'm an honorable dude. I live my life like that. You understand? Like, ain't no sugar coat, ain't no bullshit. That's how I really live my life. So when I see people get this information just to take advantage of it, just to get money. It burns my fucking ass. No homo. Okay. Because this information is not for the unjust. It's for the just. Okay. And don't think... Let me put it to you like this, right? Because a lot of niggas be like, well, you know, we can do this, we can get away with it. Because I've seen it. That's why I stepped away from Arna years ago. Why, this is why I'm no longer a lawmaster with the Aboriginal Republic of North America, right? Because they were unjustly enriching people by putting niggas on UCC1, right? And they were becoming the creditor. Meanwhile, they were making the person who, who didn't know better a debtor under them. So what the fuck? Is this a monarchy now? We, this is the king's dominion? We're going to take rulership over everybody? I thought this was somewhat, this is supposed to be so everybody could be free. Right? Don't unjustly enrich somebody else if you don't want the shit done to your ass. Straight up. So when we talk about legal title, yeah, you got legal title when you authenticate the birth certificate. I seen a nigga um, post on, on Facebook. Of course, he was listening to one of my shows. This is what birth certificate's not a certificate of naturalization. Then my nigga, tell me what is. They naturalized your ass under the 14th Amendment at birth. They had to have some type of certificate to do it with. They didn't unjustly enrich you then. Listen, even the government does this shit, but they give you an out. Niggas don't give you an out. Niggas expect you to, to not know what the fuck they're doing. But the government, at least they give you an out. These states say, hey, look, man, here's the laws. If you know, if you understand well enough, you can follow that shit, get your ass out of it. That's why when I mentioned the Naturalization Act, right, they did two Naturalization Acts, and they realized after, when they did the 14th Amendment, well, we got to give these niggas a way to come up out of this shit because it's not fair. Okay, so possession is not enough. The remedy is unavailable if all you got is possession. But there can be no trust without a trust red, without some property. 
That's why you got to put all your shit into trust and claim that it's property in your trust. See, constructive trusts are done in the amount of whatever, right? But they have to be done with res. Constructive trust. Listen, when they do a constructive trust on you as a straw man, they do it for at least a million dollars. When you do your trust, which is an express trust, it's done for whatever amount you chose it to be. Right? That's why you can start your trust with a piece of silver. Now, let's talk about equitable liens right quick. Okay, because when we talk about equity and an equitable lien, a lien is a charge on some property. It secures the debt or some type of other obligation and then gives the holder the right to sell the property to satisfy the debt. So liens may be created either by some type of agreement or by a judicial proceeding. Right? So the equitable lien as restitutionary remedies are one that are imposed by courts to avoid unjust enrichment. Right? So a court can give you an equitable lien, or you can put your own equitable lien on something. Right? No, it doesn't necessarily give you title, equitable title, but it does give you a lien. So, but there's some requirements that we need to know, right? So the requirement for the imposition of an equitable lien is an unjust benefit that's traceable to some type of property that's owned by somebody else, right? So um, you can go, there's an Eagle Bank of Madison case, right? And it says that the essential elements of equitable liens are, number one, a debt or duty or obligation owing uh, by one person to another, and two, an identifiable res, a.k.a. property, to which the obligation fastens. See, when you set up a trust, and I've read this before in the court case, you can set up an express trust and express stuff in writing. And even if you never move the property over to the trust, a judge will step in and say, wait a minute. This guy set up this trust with the intention of doing this. Even if he never got the chance to do it, he at least had the intention of doing it because he set up a trust. And it was express. Right? So sometimes the aggrieved party will have the choice of either the constructive trust or the equitable lien. So, so for example, right, if uh, let's call the guy Bob. If Bob misappropriates money from Paula and then uses the money to buy land, either remedy can be invoked. So if Paula elects the constructive trust remedy, then she recovers the land and thus has the advantage of the increase of the value in the land. Right, And if Paula chooses the equitable lien alternative, a lien is then imposed on the land for the full amount. Right? Now, the equitable lien may be advantageous where the land was decreased in value. So Paula may seek the money judgment for the full amount of her claim and have the security of the lien to the extent of the value of the land. You see? So when somebody misappropriates money, Okay. Where money has been misappropriated and used to improve property that's already owed by somebody, we call them the wrongdoer, only the equitable lien remedy is appropriate because a constructive trust may be used only on property that was acquired with misappropriated money. 
Don't misappropriate nobody's money. Don't misappropriate your own funds for that matter. Right? So the wrongdoer, when they become enriched at the expense of another, right? Or 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 some type of um finance has happened, right? An equitable lien may be imposed to prevent some type of unjust enrichment from happening. You see that? So let me find out, nigga stole my shit. I'm gonna put an equitable lien on your ass. Because it's equitable. And I might throw your shit in my trust. If it's equitable. But it's not equitable to just take somebody's shit because they don't know about it. You see, the equitable lien may be imposed only to the extent that the plaintiff's property can be traced to the wrongdoer. So since the lien is equitable, it is the cutoff by transfer of the property. Now let me tell you something else, right? Because there's a type of equity, nigga, that not even the courts can grant you, and that's called universal equity, right? And, and and that's called unjust enrichment by way of some motherfucking karma. Straight up. Right? So, you can say what you want. Karma is real. Right? Those who want trust must give, must give trust. So, the enforcement of an equitable lien ordinarily is by court order. Right? So, you see this in cases of foreclosures, um, Sales of property, shit like that, right? But in some circumstances, the court may order the claim to be satisfied in another type of way, like through a lien, right? Or what we call a formal encumbrance. And a lot of you niggas will see a formal encumbrance uh, at your job when you owe something like child support, right? And they come in and they garnish your wages. See? Because garnishment is a is a is a equitable remedy for the so-called creditor. Okay. Now let's talk about subjugation. Because subjugation is quite important, right? So subjugation is an equitable doctrine, right? And this is where one person non-officiously discharges an obligation for which another is primarily liable, in which the latter ought to pay. So. Subjugation is a remedy for unjust enrichment resulting from the use of a plaintiff's property to discharge a debt or a lien rather than acquire the property. You see? Now, let me um let me pull something up here. Okay. How y'all doing out there? Right? Now, let's just talk about something real quick, right? When we we talk about subjugation. Because subjugation deals with damages, right? So in common law, damages are a remedy. And normally, these are a remedy in the form of some type of monetary award that's paid to you by the court, right? And the warrant, or excuse me, to warrant the award, a claimant must show that a breach of duty has caused foreseeable loss. So to be recognized at law, the loss must involve damage to property or mental or physical injury. Pure economic loss is rarely recognized for the award of the damages. Okay? So I can actually claim that you damaged me mentally. You damaged my mental state. Okay? I need some unjust enrichment because my, my, my mental state is damaged. 
Now, when we talk about subjugation, right, and subjugation, you know, it's when, when you're dealing with subjugation, right, it is a term that describes the right held by most insurance carriers to legally pursue a third party. Okay. So when an insurance company pursues a third party for damages, it's said to step in the shoes of the policyholder. See? So you've been subjugated. So subjugation literally refers to the act of one person or a party standing in the place of another person or party. So subjugation effectively defines the rights of the insurance company both before and after and is paid claims made against the policy. So, so subjugation makes obtaining a settlement under an insurance policy go more smoothly. You see, see when, when, when you try to go into court and sue for the straw man in an equitable court, you are also dealing with an insurance policy at hand. That's why you have social security. That's why you have that benefit. You understand? So when we're talking about equitable remedies, we have to deal with that. Now, before we go to the call lines, I want to I want to go over a couple things here, right? So constructive trust versus equitable liens, and we're just gonna. I'll give you a framework here, right? So constructive trust, the definition of constructive trust deal with remedies that are imposed by a court to avoid unjust enrichment in which the unjustly enriched party, the defendant, becomes the trustee over the unjustly acquired property and then must transfer it to the innocent party, which is the plaintiff. Okay? So then if you look at the definition of equitable lien. This deals with a remedy that's imposed by the court to avoid unjust enrichment in which the innocent party, the plaintiff, obtains the lien over the unjustly enriched party, right, the defendant's property, which can then be sold at a foreclosure sale pursuant to the lien. Listen, I really hope for the love of God that y'all gain truth in this information and use it wisely. Because don't think they won't be on your ass about it. Okay? So, constructive trust has some requirements. The defendant has legal title to the property. Okay? You don't need the equitable title, but you need legal title. Okay? The defendant's title was gained through the use of misappropriated property. So, the plaintiff's misappropriated property, usually money, can be traced to the defendant's newly acquired property. Okay? So, there's that. And then retention of the property by the defendant would result in some type of unjust enrichment. So then the requirement for an equitable lien would be the defendant has a legal title to the benefit of the property, and the unjust benefit can be traced to the plaintiff's property. Now, if the property is worth less than the claim, can the plaintiff sue the defendant for the remainder owed in the constructive trust? No. Can he do it in the equitable lien? Yes. If the property is worth more than the claim, does the plaintiff have the return uh, of the surplus value to the defendant? No. That's under a constructive trust. If it's done under an equitable lien, yes, the recovery is limited to the amount of the lien. Now, is the remedy cut off by a bona fide purchaser of the property under constructive trust? Yes, under equitable trust. 
equitable length. Yes. Right? So subjugation is allowed only in situations where an unjust or inequitable benefit is conferred on the defendant. So subjugation was denied to a mortgagee in the case of uh, Smart versus Towerland Investment Company, right? And basically they denied the mortgagee who paid delinquent taxes after the purchase of the property at the mortgage foreclosure sale. But since the buyers at the foreclosure sale would take delinquent taxes into account in bidding at the sale, the court ruled that the equities of the suit did not entitle the mortgagee to subjugation. Okay, so subjugation is accomplished by receiving inequity for the benefit of an aggrieved party. So any type of obligation that is similar to something that gets discharged, right? So the plaintiff is said to be subjugated to the position of the creditor. You move to creditor status. Somebody, if somebody harms you, you're able to move into a creditor status through subjugation, the same shit that the insurance companies do. Right? And this is one of the things that you must understand when we're talking about going into a court of equity for anything. Me personally, I, you know, I'm, I'm all right with, you know, I mean, I understand everybody wants to get some money and all that. But how much skin you got in the game? You got to have some skin in the game before you run your ass up in an equity court trying to sue. It's like that brother who got in my show about a month ago, right? Nigga from New York. I don't have no problem with nobody, right? But if you're not well studied with this, don't think that these people, these people know the difference between somebody who knows their shit and who don't. They're going to be like, man, you missing a whole lot, bro. Like I was telling brother, you missing you missing some pieces. It's not as simple as authenticating a birth certificate. Birth certificate. That's one part of it. That's one small part of it. But what about the subjugation of it? Okay. So if you're gonna be a secure creditor, right? You have to have a secure claim. See, the subjugee can reach the security if the creditor had a preference. So the subjugee is entitled to that of the priority if it is not personal to the creditor. You understand what I'm trying to tell y'all? All right. There's a lot of information here. We, <laughs> we got a lot that we can cover, right? Um, I ain't going to beat a dead horse tonight. But... Just understand that what we're talking about are remedies. The only remedies are the restitutionary variety, which are based on the enrichment of a transferee. Right? There has to be a remedy. There has to be a creditor. There has to be a debtor. Right? So if you want to go into court and you want to have some type of restitution, right, for your damages, right, or, or as some people say, um, you know, they, you know, because a lot of people, like I said, if your ancestors were slaves, you know, people think that they're supposed to, to get reparations. So if you want reparations or restitution, you're supposed to know how you were damaged, how it affects you, how it affects your ancestors, how it affects your posterity, and your future generations to come. You can't just take something from somebody, right? This is why the United States is they're gonna go hard on you. You think you're gonna just run up in there and take take back all your securities. They're going to go hard on your ass. 
Because the thing is, you're, you're unjustly enriching them in a way. They created the securities. So you got to show how you've been unjustly enriched as a so-called creditor through subjugation. Or as the brother uh, Donald said a couple weeks ago on the show, Latches. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to take some calls. Uh, call lines wide open. Press 1 if you want to holler at me. 347-989-0194. That's the number. We're right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Bounce. Bay. We'll be right back. Come experience life as we know it, as some of you should know it. Yeah, yeah. Place, Marcy, Brooklyn, action. Well, y'all know the action. Uh, I got the shorty on my block, always clocking my rocks. He likes the style of profile, I think he won the mock. He likes the way I walk. He see my money talking, the honey talking. I'm the hottest nigga in New York. And I see his hunger pains. I know his blood boils. He wanna run with me. I know this kid to be loyal. I watched him make a few wins. The cop his little sneakers and gear. Then it's just enough for re-up again. I see myself in his eyes. I move from Levi's to get the Versace. Now it's diamonds like Liberace. That's just a natural cycle. Nobody wanna be like Michael where I'm from. Just some niggas who bounce from a gun. We out here trying to make our white in the cold green. I can help shorty blow out like Afro Sheen. Plus I could relive my days of you, which is gone. That little nigga's peak. It's time to put him on. Come on. They hope I don't wait up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they run in my ground. It's time to come up. Pick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they run in I'm out here slinging, bringing the drama Trying to come up in the game And add a couple of dollar signs to my name I'm out here serving, disturbing the peace Life could be better like my man Reclined in plush leather seats And selling weight, I'm selling eight Bull 16, trying to graduate To push your quarters, y'all I ain't gonna sweat him, I'ma let him come to me If he give me the nard, then these niggas gon' see I'm tired of vegan out here round the clock And breaking dates And chasing crackers up the block for my pay I'm staying fresh, so chickens check I'm trying to step up to the next level Pushing vets through the jets Diamonds reflect from the sun Directly in your equilibrium and stunned I'm waiting for my day to come I got the urge to splurge I don't want a lifetime sentence Just give me the word It's time to come up Can't hold my own weight up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they rise in my crown It's time to come up And stick up my chest and make some loot Hey fella, I've been watching you clock. Who me holding down this block? It ain't nothing. You the man, nigga. Now stop front. <laughs> I like your style. Nah, I like your style. Let's drive around the way. Cool, nigga. Here's a fact. Oh, gee, I ride with you for free. I want the long-term riches and bitches. Listen to me. You let them other niggas get the name. Skip the fame. Tenth hour, a hundred G. Keep your shit the same. On the low. Yeah, the only way to blow. You let your shit bubble quietly. And then you blow. Can't keep it cool. The only way that people fool is let them show his hand. Then you play your card. Then these do dealing, I understand. Don't blow your dough on hot. The only thing I got in this world is my work and my nuts. It won't break up for nobody. I like your resume. Pick a day. You can start. From now until death, do what's part of it. And hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they rise in my ground. Time to come up. And stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they run in on my own time to come up And hold my own weight to build my ground Got to lock it down and when they run in my ground Time to come up And stick up my chest and make some loot Got to lock it down and when they run in on my own time to come up 
first uh, thing that you must realize, okay guys, is that when you're commanding, it's not really asking. See, that's the key first key point I want you to get, that you don't really ask. It's, the trick is you have to command. Now, command gets misinterpreted a lot. Command gets the wrong version of maybe you're forcing, you're demanding. It's not quite correct. When I mean command, your subconscious mind takes instructions, okay, and suggestions. That's what I mean by command. Command means once it gets to the subconscious, there's no rational, logical, okay, or structural, basically, connotation or trying to figure out what it is. It doesn't work that way. It goes to the subconscious, subconscious accepts it, and then puts it out into the universe to create it. That's how it works. Remember, from the conscious mind, you give a command. Once it gets to your subconscious, it's a wrap. It's going to create it, all right? So that's the first key. So the words and the language we use, we have to know the quality to use them to communicate to your subconscious so you can get towards the universe, okay? Second point, the reason a lot of us don't receive or manifest what we truly want is because we are speaking the wrong language. We, we do not know how to talk or how to communicate with what we want. First of all, we communicate in a state of need, lack, or desperation, okay? So I see individuals say, hey universe, can you please send me some money? No, that's wrong, okay? That signifies lack, desperation, and scarcity. Remember, your subconscious mind takes commands. So I'm going to show you right now four powerful affirmations that you can use right now and you can bring the universe, or you can say God the universe, to create and bring money to you. And it works the same day, one day, a couple hours, if you do it this way, all right? So I got a cue card here and I wrote them down, so I want you to make sure we go over them and get them, all right? All right, so the first powerful affirmation you'll use, you'll say it in this way, and I'll go over each uh, statement so we can get a comprehension and understand how it works, all right? So number one, you will say, Hey universe, I expect great things to happen in my life, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you. See that statement? Notice what I did, okay? I acknowledge, okay? I expect great things. Remember, key component, all things come through you, through us, okay? So notice that I didn't beg, didn't plead. I stated an affirmation or I stated an intention, a proclamation that it's what I expect, okay? Number two, you can say this. Either one is fine. Hey, universe, I deserve everything that is good, including an extra $500 now. Thank you. Now, $500 is an example, guys. You can say $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, $1,000,000, $500,000, depending on your belief system, okay? Number three, hey, universe, I know you're sending me all that is right for me, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you, okay? Each of these statements are filled with a proclamation, a command, and they're ended with gratitude, and they're also in the form of I accept it and it's coming, okay? It's not a need or desperate, okay? It's not an ask, it's a command. Hey universe, I deeply believed everything is possible for me, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you, again, Notice how I phrase this, okay? I put everything as a command, a suggestion, okay? It's not, I didn't put it in a, in a frame of, man, I need this, 
Or that I have, I put it in the frame of, hey, I'm good with, without it, but I expect it to come in. And notice I put everything in the present moment of now, okay? I always put now, notice it, okay? So if you start to use these affirmations and you proclaim it, as I said, guess what? You're gonna, money's gonna come to you, man. It's ill, you manifest it, right? Because the way the universe works, the way reality works, is that everything operates on a vibratory frequency, okay? The universe is abundant, it's infinite. It always supplies. The supply is always over the demand. You can never outdo it, it can never run out. So all you have to do is match the infinite frequency and this command or these uh, statements will do that because they put your subconscious mind in alignment with what you truly expect, which is abundance is your birthright. See, you're proclaiming, you're declaring. Hey, I expect, okay? See what you do with the money. So a thousand, five thousand. See the reaction in your face, the happiness, the things you do with the money. Just put a quick snapshot and then what you do, you let it go. Just continue on with your day and keep your thoughts in the present moment. Boom, you're gonna manifest the money. It'll come to you, all right? So that's how you make it work. So you declare it, put a quick snapshot in it, and use these statements in the form of a command or a suggestion or proclamation when you put them in the present moment. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. Hit it. All right, peace to the guys. We're back. We're right here on the bottom line. Let me host Joey Downsell Bay. Make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com for any updates on stuff we got going on. Um, I'll be coming out with another webinar soon. All right, over some some more trust info. I think Jonah's got one going on as well. Um, there's a seminar in Atlanta on the 31st. And we're looking at maybe doing Philadelphia. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do Kansas City now until next year because um, we're so close to the end of the year. All right. So I'm going to make sure that people in certain areas got a chance to come out because I know how y'all niggas are about traveling. All right. So, all right. With that said, let's go to the call lines. Let's go to 704-560. You're on the line. Seven zero four five six zero. Hey, what's up? I, I ain't even mean to um to tap in, but now, now that I got you on, man, peace to God. Um, peace, God. How are you me, doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Thank you. Um, decanting. Can you, go into, can you touch on that a little? Can Can you go into and, t- and touch on decanting a little bit? De- decanting. Spell it. Yeah. D e c a n t i n g. Let's pull it up. So decanting a trust. So decanting, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull up the actual definition here. So decanting is a valuable estate planning tool when the power to amend the trust was limited to the grantor, right? Who has since passed away. This is a common scenario when the individual establishes a revocable trust with the spouse as the remainder beneficiary. So the trustee is granted broad discretion. To make distributions to the spouse However, the trustee decides That it is in the best interest Of the spouse And or the remainder beneficiaries To amend the decedent's trust 
either due to changes in personal relationships or legal uh, or tax circumstances. So, of course, a trust that was irrevocable from the beginning may also require changes that are beyond the authority of the third-party trustee or the trust protector if one was utilized. So such changes may include correcting an error, modifying the ages of distribution for the remainder beneficiaries, increasing the asset protection capabilities uh, of the trust itself, or changing the jurisdiction of the trust for tax purposes. So since the trust is a legal contract between the grantor and the trustee, there are limitations on decanting. So if the original trust forbids decanting, then no such changes can be made. Additionally, a beneficiary's right of withdrawal or right of distribution has already come into effect, then it cannot be amended. So changing the beneficiary or their respective interest is a common goal of decanting, but can only be achieved if the trustee has significant discretion over the distribution. So it has to be in the actual trust instrument itself Right? Where you so this is why we set up express trust, right? So even even if your express trust is set up and you said I'm setting up this express trust with the intention that it's irrevocable, right? Um, and then you could put a, a clause in there and say the only person who can come in and do decanting is the trust protector or the current trustee, and only based on certain circumstances, right? But decanting normally, Russ, is done. Um, you know, when you want to change something in the trust that, you know, that normally wasn't there in the beginning. Like, for instance, if uh, if you pass away and you want to leave a hundred grand to, to one of your kids, right, but then the trustee sees fit to only give them 75 grand, then that's where the canteen will come in because then they'll go in and they make a change. Okay. Right? Okay. Now, the change cannot, but it cannot be made if the money's already been distributed. Makes sense. Cause I, I saw, I saw an article and that's what made me kind of go into it a little more. And I just wanted you to make sense of it for me. Uh, and this, yep. this was a couple of weeks ago um, that I read it and it, and I wanted yeah. you to make sense of it. But from, from what I understand, cause I remember you and I had a conversation, I want to say at the Atlanta seminar in March, uh, we talked about all these different um, non-Ace that I had since I have more than one. And I, I you know, you say you were saying I could make one a holdings trust, and the other ones can kind of be, you know, the trust. So, so I'm thinking that that's what. Well, it, they're all similarities. They're all holding trust. Yeah, well, they're all holding. Okay. Trusts. And you know, technically every trust is a holdings trust, right? To be honest with you, but it, it depends on what the trust is doing that actually makes it different. So when you go set up a nine eight trust, every nine eight trust is considered to be a holdings trust, right? But but the IRS, for the purposes of what they're doing, they're not asking you for what exactly are you doing with the trust. They just know that it's a foreign trust and it's it's a holding trust, you know. But it's up to you to specify. Correct. But it's up to you to specify. Okay, we're gonna do this with the trust. We're gonna do this with the trust. Right? So okay. it's all based on specifications. Okay. Okay. All right. Good looking out, God. All right. No doubt. No doubt. Peace, bro. Peace, God. Let's go to 215 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617. 215-617
Going twice. Alright, we're gonna keep it moving. Let's go to eight three two three six four. Yo, peace, dog. Peace. What's going down? It's all good. Work. Sitting, sitting on him, man. Just sitting back in the cut, listening to the show. How you been? Shit, I'm doing great, man. No complaints on my end. Good. Good to hear from you. Yeah, <clears throat> Already. Now, you had a decent little topic, man. I always enjoy, you know what I'm saying, listening to that trust and equity and, you know, equitable shit, you know. No doubt. No doubt. Well, it's, it's consistent. You got you know, to keep building on it. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I did have a quick question. If I could uh, ask you something, you might, you might know. All right. Um, so I'm trying to do an 8832 for my for my business, and I, I already did one for the you know you, you do one for the state, you know what I'm saying? And so it's a section on there that asks, you know what I'm saying? If it's a foreign entity, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. with a single owner electing to be the um, disregarded as a like as a separate entity, so as a separate with the business. Yeah, I was wondering for the business, do we put like a domestic entity or is it still going to be a foreign entity? Well, no, no, no. So, so it would it would be domestic, but it would be disregarded um, as a, as a separate entity if you so, do the eighty eight thirty two and make it owned by the trust. So then the trust would be responsible for the tax on it. I got you. So we just you know it's the same thing. You just do it as a domestic entity, you know. As a, as a separate entity. Correct. Uh, That's correct. Yeah. So so I, so I every, figured that I just want even to if it's an LLC. Yeah, even if it's an yeah. LLC, it can actually be owned. It can be owned by the trust itself. Um, and mm-hmm. and the trust will be the one that's responsible for filing its tax. Okay. That sounds yeah. like a bit, man. Hit me in let's the private. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you a letter you can use for that. Okay, that's a bit. That's it. Other than that, man, I'm going to uh, fall back in the cut, man. Continue listening to the show and uh, shit, vibing out. Absolutely, bro. Good to hear your voice, man. Take care of yourself. I, I already like what I... All right, peace, peace bro. God. Peace. Um, let's go to 314 314-280. 314-280. Three one four, you there? All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Seven one six seven one seven. What up? Oh shit. Yeah, that's what's good. Peace to the God, Joey. What's up, bro? Peace to the God. How you doing? Chilling, chilling, man. Same old routine shit, whatever, you know. But um I got I got a question though, right? I just want you know what I mean? Okay. Just a little off the subject, you know. But I guess sort of kind of on it because it's dealing with trust, whatever. But, all right, boom, you got a little jail, right? How do you, I think we okay. probably ran over this, but how do you switch that? Whereas, you know, you not so much dealing with the tax situation on the job. How do you, how do you, what do you got to do with well, that? Well, all of that's, yeah, so all of that's based on how you fill out that W, is it W4, I think it is. 
Yeah, yeah. It's all based on how you fill that out. So, you know, if you exempt, then you go exempt. You know, um, and then if you go exempt, you need to give them um, a uh, form fifty six. A form fifty six. Okay. Yeah, you need to do a notice of fiduciary status. Okay. So fiduciary yep. status. See, see, see like, okay. see, like for me, I, I've been exempt my whole life. Like, I, like, I, I never filed a tax when it came down to that. So I was, I was always. From my first job, I was out even I worked for my uncle, I was exempt. So my my whole thing is some people, if that's how you've been doing it for years and years, they're not gonna question you. Yeah. For other people, they will question you and then they'll be like, No, that's not your real status. You, you know, you're subject to uh-huh. tax. So then so then you need to do a form fifty six to cover your ass on that. Hmm. Form fifty so 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 you W four form fifty six. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, so, so if you fill out the W4, right, yeah. So if you do the W4, you go exempt, and then you can do a WA bin and a 456 to go with it. A 456. Well, that's uh, simple enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. You don't have to use that 98 enough for none of that? None, none of that? Nothing else? If you if you on the if you use the WA bin, if you use the WA bin, you should you should use a nine eight, yeah, because that's foreign, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah you can, yeah, it's foreign, exactly. Okay, see, now here get a problem for me. I hear the form fifty six W four uh, exempt and then WA bin. Just read through them and run it down like that, or. You know, like ask that again. I'm not sure I'm, not, I'm understanding how, what, what you're asking. No, what I'm saying is like, okay, I hear the forms I gotta uh, put down on that, but do I? Well, I mean, just read through them and, and submit them to the job well, like that. That's well, it. well, well, what, what you can do, what you can do is not do the W four, but the W four lets you know that you exempt. Then the W A bin is the certificate of foreign status withholding. So that actually will be where you would use the nine eight. Because you only use it if, if number one you're not a individual. If you are right. uh, so 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 if you're a U.S. citizen, you can't use it. Um, don't you can't right. use the form if you're a beneficial owner claiming that the income is effectively connected with some type of trade. You can't use the form if you're a beneficial owner who's receiving some type of compensation, and you can't use the form if you are um, uh, what they call an intermediary, like a third person. Uh-huh. Right. But you could be the beneficial owner and use the form. Okay. Well, see, I got my spiritual down as a beneficial owner, you know, uh, on rocking with the trust, right? So, Correct. put that guy down. I mean, how'd that go? Because uh, I was I, rocking with I, the I personally, I would do it from the trust aspect. I was rocking with the spiritual, yeah? Mm-hmm. See, it's the certificate of foreign status of a beneficial owner. Who's the beneficial owner? Beneficial owner, it can be your foreign joint if you want to use that, right? Or it could be your foreign trust. So it could be either one. You have to make a decision on which one you're going to use. I don't think either one are wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, but uh, when it comes down to I've seen it done, like, seen uh, it done two different ways. Okay. Uh, 
I'm not familiar see, with under, it. Under the <laughs> see, see, under the certification, one of the things they say is I'm the individual that is the beneficial owner, or I'm authorized to sign for the individual that is the beneficial owner of all income to which the form relates to, and I'm using this form to document myself for Chapter 4 purposes. So even if you have a foreign trustee, you could have your foreign trustee do it. You, you could have your foreign trustee step in and use the 98 number and do it for you if you got a foreign trustee. You understand? Okay. Uh huh. Go ahead. Yeah, because see, the foreign trustee could be could be an authorized person who's able to sign for the business owner. Hmm. Okay, I just didn't want to pop up on the scene. It's a, it's just a little tip job, my nigga. <laughs> I'm like, yo, when I got to the little yeah, part well, where you saw that. Well, the- well, if you want to keep it simple, then just do a W four and go to sign. That's what I did. I did a W four. Yeah. I did. Did she said put exempt on it? I was rocking with this. Yeah, line seven. Thing. Yeah, that's an easy way to do it. I mean, you know, and then they come back and ask you your of your tax status. Then you just give them proof. Of how you exempt, you know, you can show them some type of certificate of nationality, you know, something of that nature, you know, or, or you can even use um, 8 USC, you know. So there's there's a lot of ways to go about it, but I mean, you, if you're doing something like that, mm. it's a little tip job, that ain't no big deal. It's because technically, uh. technically, they rules say that unless you make over 20000 a year, um, you're in poverty, so they can't tax you no ways. Oh. Uh. I think they lowered it. It might be fourteen now. It should be twenty. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they that's what they consider to be poverty. But but below what they call below the minimum, below the minimum income level or whatever the the, the median income. Shit, it looks like I'm impoverished then, because these niggas ain't paying yeah. on these jails. That's, that's, be that's right. the case we all are. I'm trying you know, to be clean. That's the case, you know, they're telling the Federal Reserve now, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you really trying to be private, you know, I mean, you know, like, according to their rules, you know, you, sh- you should own, you shouldn't own nothing anyways. Own nothing, control mm-hmm. everything. Right. Give you a check that over to your test. Yeah, see, that, yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to rock out with, but, like, Okay, boom. So I'm gonna just go ahead and we'll sign that over to the trust. Boom. That's it, like that. Well, I write a letter for write a letter to the to the company business, the tenth spot. Um. Well, they don't really know that. You, no, 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 no. When I say get over, give it over to the trust, that just means that when you're getting paid, your paycheck you direct it to your trust account. You got a trust account set up, and then and then you can do an operating agreement. Oh, that's a little issue trying to rock that trust account though. Like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. Who you telling? Can I can I set up an offshore account and just run it like that? Nah, <laughs> you mm. can't. If you, get, if you if you got a trustee that can do that for you, oh, it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot of work. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're doing a lot for a little tip job. You know what I mean? I, mean, it ain't I know. You, know, now, I, you, I, you, I, you I was pulling down 100, 100 grand or more, I would say, yeah, you might want to do that. But, 
You know, oh. that ain't that big of a deal. The best. You ain't making no noise best like that. So I mean, and I don't, you know, I don't mean no offense by that. I'm just saying you ain't making no noise for them to no. like, oh, let me holler at this nigga like that. Right. That's why I'm like, there ain't no biggie. So I'll probably just rock out with that W4 event and come back. Hey, yo, here you go. Here's some certification, trust papers. And I ain't responsible for them taxes. Like, beer, yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I rock it like well, that. I, I ain't doing. pulling no 100,000. I ain't making 20 racks this year, probably. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I mean, when you ain't making a whole lot of noise with it, I wouldn't even trip, dog. Take your time with it. You know, and, and see, see what happens on your first check, you know. Because if you work in tips, then they only pay you a certain amount of hours anyways. Right. Normally, normally when you work in tips, like, like, for instance, when I used to work for tips, when I was washing cars, we only got paid, like, like $3 an hour. But the tips made it more. So they always wanted us to report our tips on our taxes. But I'm like, I don't pay taxes. So uh, I ain't report shit. What you talking about? You know, and if you go three dollars an hour, you know, that ain't no money. So I mean, you know, you gotta look at it like that too. That's how I'm looking at it. It ain't no big bills coming up out of that tent, John. So it's just a little yeah. two little snaps to get this thing going. Article one section three falls five. Indians are exempt from taxes. You wanna call me Indian, you know. Uh-huh. I'm a mole. You know, I'm a more. I, I got to operate off the of treaties too. So you, you got to realize there's a lot of stuff that's in place to keep you from being taxed. That's why some of these rich people don't pay taxes. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, they'll yep. take their money and fund it and fund it back into shit like property, just to not pay tax. Oh. You know, or or, or, or they'll do municipal bonds. You could, yeah, like a, a lot of rich folks who put money into municipal bonds just so they don't have to pay a tax. You know, so I mean, there's a lot of avenues, man, for for you to to legally be exempt. Oh, okay. So, take the time. I'm gonna probably go. With, I'm gonna probably rock out with that least passive resistance and this uh, W four exempt and let them come back. Like fuck it down and tell them I ain't, ain't responsible for that business. <laughs> I would stay like that. I would. That ain't no big business. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's up. I'm going to rock it like that and fuck it. And if I choose, I can still rock out with them. You say that W8 then, 980. And, yeah, and, you can and, still, and, yeah, and, I mean, yeah, of course. You know, that's always the way, depending on how much you're making. You know, like I said, it's about what you make. Everybody is different. Yeah, different strokes, different folks. I mean, you know, if you use a WABN, like I said, you may want to use your trustee. You know, go that route. But know what you're oh, doing before you do it. Right. That's what I'm trying to figure it out. But now I look like I'm going to probably just rock out with that simple W, I mean, W4 exempt. Come back. Here you go. Whoop de woop. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm All right. I'm here if you need me, brother. Holler at me. Scream at me. Um, man, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, this uh, uh, this trust uh, stuff you stuff you rocking is great though, man. I mean, oh, I, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, every yeah every week, man. You know, we try to hit it a little differently, man. There's so much info to hit here. You know, it's it impossible to cover this shit in one in one scoop. So appreciate you mm-hmm. guys. 
No doubt. That's peace to the God. More remedy. Right, peace yeah. All right. Peace, peace. All right. Peace. Let's go to 623348. What up? Peace. Right here. Mm-hmm. Hello? Peace, yep. God, man. I'm wonderful, magnificent, and great, man. You know, I'm so happy large sums of money keep coming to me. Uh, fast and easy. Absolutely. I'm in and out, man. You know, I'm I'm uh, working, you know, and listening, man. Tuning in. They keep kicking me out and putting me back in, so... Uh, I'm Sorry. here and there with you, so, uh, good, wonderful, man. Uh, just enjoying my days, man. Getting all this shit in order. Waiting to do this, uh, lock in this bond, man. You know, we just got the little mobile hair salon. I got him painted and, uh, got the little logos and stuff mm-hmm. through on there, so. We, 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 oh, yeah, no doubt. I'm gonna I'm hit you, too, man. Um, you gotta text me, man, um, with your, with your number, man, because my phone been down. The last couple of days. Oh, so all I right. No phone. All right, man. I got you. I, had, I think I texted you the other day, but I, I hit you again. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm checking I'm, on man, you. I'm calls you. And text messages. So, yeah, you'll hit me with your number. Send me a text. I'll call you tomorrow so we can rest. <laughs> but, but um, okay. on the topic, on the topic, what yep. you, was, uh, you was basically on the trust right now, right? Basically saying how everything yeah, is we, trust. Yeah, we're talking about some remedy. Equitable remedies, you know, you got constructive trust, you got equitable trust, you got equitable means, you know. But but what we really getting down to, y'all, is you know, people a lot of people want reparations, but they don't know what reparations are. Redress for grievance. Yeah. So it would that be? <laughs> a lot of people want reparations. Is that what you? Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, is that you have two different things, right? You have one, mm-hmm. which is reparations, right? And a lot of people, you know, a lot of black folks want reparations, right? And then on on the other side of it, um, you you have you have uh, you know replevin, if you will, right? And you know, a lot of people don't understand unjust enrichment. So what I'm saying is, is that if you want to go into court and you want to sue, right, for what they call 40 acres in a mule, right, but you're not suing for the estate, right, to me, it wouldn't make any sense. You'd have to go in there and understand what you're suing for, why you're suing, who it affects other than you. Like, so for instance, if, if, if these people set up your estate at your birth, they took all of the equity from, from your labor, Stored it up in an account and it's sitting there, and then they give you social security benefit, right? That's an insurance policy, right? So, what I'm saying is, is yeah. people go in and they think, well, I'm just gonna get 40 acres in a meal, but nobody ever wants to deal with the insurance policy. That's the subjugation, you know. So, you go up in the equity, yeah. you gotta deal with the, the insurance behind that shit. Remember, first of the time, first of the so is that to say it's already something set up and put aside because when the trust was set up? It is, but remember, that's equitable title, not legal title. Excuse me, that, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so think about this, right? When you get your birth certificate authenticated, that gives you legal title, but you still have equitable title. So you actually got to go to court and sue for the equitable title because somebody else is holding your equity. 
all you got is all you got is the legal title. So you can walk around and say, I'm the owner of this mug, this I'm the owner of the straw man, this and that. And that would be true to a certain extent. To the person who's got the equitable title steps up, right? And that's where the insurance comes in at. Okay. So so like if it's so if it's an insurance or it's a policy, um, correct? Ask me that one more time. Is, is there a policy involved in this? That you know, yeah. So, and, and you know what that policy number is? My my social security number? You got it, brother. Fact. You got it. you got it. That's the policy number. All right. Yeah, so the under so basically our remedy still comes to exactly I think how we operating, you know. You it, it, if you don't go out there and um use it, you're gonna lose no. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you don't go up, out that's there what Jonah was talking about when he said last year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and the whole thing about that is what you said was important because I mentioned it earlier. It just was what? Your conduct. Yeah. How you they gonna get your condo. Straight up. They, they gonna be like, well, how's he conducting himself? Yeah, how's he doing business? Now, see, the thing is, is the social's not. You don't own the social. It's theirs. They gave it to you to use. So, so people say, well, you can't use the social. And I, I agree. Using the social does take on a, a public benefit. But when you acknowledge that it's not yours, and you gave it to me to use. So I'm going to use it in a certain manner, but then at a certain point in time, when I'm well aware of what to do with it, I'm going to come ask for that policy. Like a life insurance policy. It's that simple. It's that simple. I mean, this is so bad. Most are actually. You think about security benefits, bro. Yeah, you think about Social Security benefits. Social Security is lifetime benefits. You use that bitch to get it. You use that bitch to file taxes. You file taxes. You use it to buy a car to get credit. That's a lifetime benefit. That's like that's like lifetime insurance. And then when you die, they collect on that shit. When we are knowingly not knowing. The whole time we live in insurance. Pretty much. All right, all right, man. Well, I'll let somebody else get in. I was just tapping man, in. I appreciate and, you, know, you man. Thank you for yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate it. Make sure you hit me up. Already. Yes, sir. You know that. Okay. Peace. Four four nine nine zero. What up? Peace to the God. Peace to the God. What up? What up, God? How you living? You? I'm doing wonderful, magnificent, and great. How you been? Oh, I ain't heard you over here in a minute. I had to On call because, you know, uh, you don't be answering a nigga's call and shit. You come with oh, some excuse. Shit. Your phone is down. There you go. Ain't no excuse. They actually, you know what's funny is what they did was um, I changed my password on the joint. And then they locked me out to do the COVID-19 update. Wow. So now that COVID-19 shit is on my phone, 
So I think they published wow. that shit. Yeah, that shit crazy, man. I'm like, I can't even turn this shit off on the phone. It's some bullshit. Yeah, I don't have that update yet. I ain't trying to do it. And, and don't worry, nigga. It's a, they forced me to do it. I'm like, I ain't I bitch. know. They, they will. A couple people I know to do that shit. Yeah, they gonna they gonna force it. That's what I hate about these new phones, man. What type of shit is this, man? Like, I ain't have a phone for about four, five days. Yo, that's now that's crazy. Yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, all right, I see what type of time y'all on. You know, it's all good though. You know, it's it, this is the age we in, nigga. I'm going back to get me a flip phone. Now. Fuck that. I'm about to go get me an old school, nigga. Yeah, old yeah school fucking pager, B. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go get me a flip phone, nigga. Going back to the old school, bro. Ooh, ain't track the like that. I well, they are. I mean, see, that's it. what they what they got going on, especially with that COVID and these phones, man. That five G, man. They ain't allowing no phone to be turned off for real. Well, it's about tracking your moves. That's what. That's really what it is. You can turn the phone mm-hmm. off and it off. It ain't even on. I, mean, I, I cover up. I cover up all my cameras and everything, bro. I don't, you know. I don't, I you know, don't like that shit. I'm, I I'm used to do like that. that. I used to do that. I don't do that no more because, you know, I be on the phone, you know, with my daughter and shit, and I'm, I'm FaceTiming every day, and I got tired of removing the fucking tape. <laughs> nigga, I'm going, nigga, I want the old school FaceTime. I'll see you in person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, when you ask good, man. Bro, I know you heard the topic not tonight. Feasible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I heard some of it. Dealing with the trust, you know what I mean? And uh was good info. Why don't you know? drop your perspective on it? Oh man, why you put me on the spot like that, my nigga? No. So you on the line? <laughs> you, can, no. you, got a, you got a question or a comment? <laughs> no. Oh my god, you do you like to listen? You got a question or a comment? comment. Here's my comment. Here's my (laughs) comment. Okay. Uh, Up and coming uh, seminar in Atlanta, Georgia, on the 31st. More information. Go to uh, jonahbay.com to buy tickets in advance. Yo, you coming through, ain't you? I'm going to try to make stand a nigga up. No, I'm going to try to make Oh, shit. All right, I'm going to be talking mad shit about you. You don't show up, Joey. I makes I makes no reservations. I will try to make it. I'm gonna talk bad shit. Yo, y'all. Uh, no. Just to let y'all know, um, we having um the money ritual coming up. It's coming up soon. So start making y'all plans now, while you still got a couple of months in advance, man. Uh, we gonna have yeah, it yeah, once yeah. again at uh, what's the name of that hotel, Joey? Um, that's gonna be at the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, the Ritz Carlton. Thank you, Joe. It's gonna be at the Ritz Carlton. Um, we only charge you twenty five to try to offset the wasn't it? I think because uh, of COVID, they come out last year. We're gonna have to be um, doing food and stuff. I don't think they, the Ritz Carlton is gonna do food in the party downstairs because they normally had buffet, and I'm not sure if they're gonna do a buffet with COVID. 
Yeah, they normally have an open bar and a buffet. So yeah, it might have. I don't know if they're gonna do that. Yeah, it might. Y'all niggas partying in Atlanta. Just know it ain't cheap on y'all. We're not going cheap on y'all, man. Everything didn't change. Yeah, y'all, y'all partying in Atlanta like COVID never even happened, so. Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's really, you know, the problem with that, Joey, is everyone and their mama be coming every weekend to Atlanta, and they bringing that shit with them. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you know, uh, Madagascar got a, a cure for COVID. Uh, 100% uh, listen, cure. Uh, they, listen, they um, offered $20 million dollars to take the medicine when they send it to Africa. They want, they now, want, you know they was trying to, what's up? I'm going to tell you something. I think the real cure is what President Mudero said the cure was back in, like, what, March, was ginger, ginger tea, lemon and ginger. I mean, isn't that really what, what, what not catching cold is? See, you know, people are calling it COVID to scare people, but in all truth, it's just a serious, a more serious cold. That's what it is. It is. That's it. It's a more serious cold which attacks your lungs. It got some symptoms, though. It got some symptoms. I mean, I think I had it earlier. Man, if anyone know about them symptoms, it's me, goddammit. (laughs) It attacks your lungs. It attacks your heart. It makes you have an erratic uh, heartbeat. Even after yeah, it's it ravages your immune system. Yeah. I personally, personally, I think some motherfuckers uh, took the common cold and added it with AIDS and called it COVID. Mm-hmm. And that's just well, my I'll view. Tell you what, nigga, I don't even know what, what is AIDS. That's an antiviral AIDS, infection. AIDS, AIDS is whenever your immune system is compromised, and clearly COVID does that. So you're saying they gave you AIDS? Uh, they gave everyone AIDS just through the food, the water, and everything else. Oh everything God. that we eat compromises your immune system, right or wrong. Uh, listen, I will agree with that, but nigga, scientifically, I, I don't know. I, I can't, you know, because age is not HIV. System, so. Yeah, your, your immune system has to be fucked up pretty bad for you to say it's AIDS. You know what I mean? But on a small saying, scale, you drink, you drink a fucking soda, nigga. You compromising your motherfucking immune system, man. <laughs> That's true. You know, that, then you eat a burger, then you compromising your immune yeah. system. Yeah, you, you fuck with some scotches, you compromising your immune system. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no one knows what I'm talking about, but Joey. <laughs> 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 Joey, Joey and Soup know what I'm talking about. Oh my God! Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all just don't know. Y'all know what Scotsies, right? Y'all know what Scotsies. Everyone, everyone listening is like, "What? What the hell is Scotsies, man? You know what it is. You don't know. You know what it is. Some of y'all motherfuckers never. That's all y'all ever had was Scotsies. Y'all don't even know what no good is like. Boy, yeah, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? 
baddest joint. The baddest joint you have in that car. Yeah, they do. That's the truth. And they'd be like, I'm bad. Message. Get your scotch ass up out of here. Message. <laughs> Message. Oh but yeah, I mean. Stay, stay there. I'm going to really, take another call in while you're here. All right. They really trying to concentrate on, you know, eliminating people from the world. So they're really concentrating on their eugenics projects where they're compromising people's uh Immune system. immune system. Yeah. And I mean they they did it over in Africa and they've been huh. testing it here in the hood for years. Mm-hmm. You know. You know matter, matter of fact, check it out. They yeah. was doing this up in New Jersey and New York. They they went to New York up in Harlem and they did a study in Harlem uh, on the milk. And they tested the milk right. and found that it was it was radiated milk. And it was only in Harlem mm-hmm. that they found the radiated milk. And they found that the radiated milk was was giving uh, it was giving people excess estrogen. It was it was causing tumors in people, cancer. They've yeah. been doing this shit to people. Yeah, yeah. So, so then, so then, what did they do? Capitalize on your ass by creating um the blue blue pills of Viagra and all that because they didn't radiate mm-hmm. your food. Knew your dick wasn't gonna work. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they started, uh, giving all these girls, all these, uh, what's it called, assists, uh, uh, shit like that, breast cancer and all that, so down the girls was running oh, to the doctors, fibroid tumors, and then they didn't take them saying, yo, if you don't take your uterus out, you're gonna die, and they were stealing black women's uterus, and Giving it to home oh, guys. Yo, it's yo, it's chicks they got. I, I know this sounds anti, whatever, but this is what's really going on, y'all. I'm not, I'm not doing it it's to reality. make fun or saying something bad about gay people, but it is what it is. And they've been turning niggas gay by the irradiated milk and all that. All that estrogen uh, can turn a nigga gay. That's why I don't drink no milk. Either. Stay away from milk. I ain't, I drunk no milk in about forty years. You know, and I can't even lie, man. But, I, you but know, let me say this: a nigga be wanting to shake every now and then. I can't even get the shake without getting. They, uh, they got milk everything. They got. See, that's the thing. Uh, even if I try to drink some milk or something like that, it it, it give me diarrhea, man. I'm tall. Yeah, for exactly. Nigga be in the bathroom. Yeah, he be in the bathroom. So I, I can't even mess with yeah. shit. I'm like, man. Now, just give me the a thing smoke, is, man. though, everyone's eating that cheese. The cheese is the worst of the milk. Rotting oh, yeah. out and, and petrified yes, milk. But, yo, yes, cheese I'm bad. real. I'm vegan now, and the thing I miss the most is cheese. Especially pizza. I'm a New Yorker. What you mean I can't eat no pizza? Yeah. Mm. But they put cheese in everything these days. Everything they put cheese. cheese, cheese and milk. And that's why you know. you're really not going to be able to get away from it so much unless you're cooking at home. And because uh, like half the vegan meals got some type of dairy in it, right? But if you cook at home, you don't have to deal with it. But um. At least, you know, don't be, you know, stringent with it. But 
try to avoid it as much as possible. A little, yeah, a little I bit agree. of that byproduct of now they think it's gonna kill you. No, I mean you know the, the, the main thing is everything is in moderation. So you know yeah. you, you're getting your whole life eating fucking meat and cheese. You know you got to start somewhere. I, you know I that's did. why. I did. And when I was a hundred, when I was a hundred percent vegan, man, you know like I had to cut out the pork and I went to the chicken. Uh, I went to the beef, then the chicken, then down for the fish. Then you got down to the vegetables, and you know, and and I know niggas like soup, man. That nigga, he's vegan. I mean, but he still eat a piece of pizza. But what's on pizza? So yeah, the cheese, the cheese. I'm telling y'all, so, the cheese is the hardest thing to give up. Yeah, y'all thinking it's yeah, beef or or whatever? Pork, I found was easy. I did that a long time ago. I don't even remember yeah, pork. Right? Yeah, I can let the pork before it wasn't um, I thought uh, chicken was a little hard, but it was really, you know, cheese. You know, when I was in the Nation of Islam, man, a long, long time ago, man, all they ate was was fish. You know, mm-hmm. and they served with fish, you know, and that, you know, I learned early on, man. Leave that pork alone, man. That pork is, that's just some dangerous shit, man. You'll get worms all up in your body. Well, see, the problem, the problem with fish, too, is a lot of people love sushi. And if you eat a sushi, oh, yeah. uh, you got mad you got worms. Yep, you, you got, got worms mad power meshes, man. Yep, 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 yep. So you got to be you, careful with you know, fish. Absolutely. What? All types of seafood. Like, that was another you know. thing. You know, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat pork, but then again, I was eating pork because I was eating shrimp, lobster. <laughs> he was eating you know the, I mean? uh, the, 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 the bottom feeders. The pig of the sea. I, I wouldn't yeah, the pig of the sewers. I didn't eat catfish, but the little roaches I ate called shrimp and lobsters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how people eat crawfish. I mean, I can't even look at it. I ain't never eaten crawfish. That oh, shit was nasty to me. It was mad fishy. <laughs> you know what's funny? Without I would eat fish, mouth. but I didn't want nothing that was fishy. Nigga, it's fish. What you mean you don't want it fishy? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that. Yeah. Especially, you know, you're from the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? That, that shit is so prevalent on the East Coast. You know, see where I'm from. Mm-hmm. We can eat a lot of beef and a lot of pork up here. And that's another reason why people be looking so old. And they age so quickly. Right, right. You know, on top of smoking and drinking and shit. I mean, that's that's your age. Mm-hmm. Ain't careful. But um, know, let's go. Let's go to call. Funny. Go ahead. I think no, go I ahead. Where you go? Having to? a job, uh, have, having a job age even quicker. Well, oh, that's true too. I I have to agree with that. There's a lot of people who age pretty quick with a job. Yeah, their jobs stress you out, age. You going somewhere every morning you don't wanna go. But all right, let's go to the call. Let's go to six three one seven nine six on the bottom line. What's going on? Six three one seven nine six, you there? Oh, I just said I wanna talk. Let's go to six one oh nine eight three. Peace to the Peace to the God, Joey. Peace to the God, Jonah. Yeah. How y'all doing, job, doing? Wonderful. Remember the day, y'all. What's up, brother? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, man. Feeling great. Wonderful, magnificent, and great, as always. 
You know, Absolutely. and um, yeah, me, me, shoot, uh, great topic tonight, man. Um, I like the the latches part. Seems like every yeah, everything no that we do has I latches thought, a I part thought, of I it. I thought niggas said we we didn't understand mm-hmm. latches. We just doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, niggas also said the birth word. certificate wasn't a, a naturalization certificate. Exactly. I, I, I do remember a long time ago, I showed the law that said that every clerk of the court was a naturalization of, of, yeah. uh, of what's the name? Um, yeah. Clerk. Yeah, it, yeah yep. exactly. So if they can naturalize you, then they can unnaturalize you. And it can only be done mm-hmm. through oh, affirmation, a birth, the birth certificate correction. Why do you think they correct the birth mm-hmm. certificate? Why you think that's they don't want to get a blast. Yeah, that's a blast from the past. Yes. Yes, sir. I, well, you know, a lot of times when there's people that disagree with you, it's only because they disagree because of the knowledge that they have. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're, they're open to the knowledge that they already have and close to any new information. And you got to know, you know, shit. No one has all the information, man. Your, your, your information must change Correct. when you get new information. It, it, it's not going to stay the same. Yeah, you yeah. know, Robert Kiyosaki said that every every 12 months, excuse me, every 16 months, information is changing. So you have to stay up on new information as constant as possible because every 16 months, shit's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. So Matter of fact, if you, go look at, if, you, if you go look at Rule 5.1 from when Jonah first yeah. taught it years ago and, and go pull it up right now, you'll see that they've added a whole a whole second part. Yes, they, yes, they did. Uh-huh. And don't uh-huh. think they didn't do that because of y'all. Matter of fact, they went, more they went more specific on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't used that since 2016. So, yeah, so they say, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, man. Information, uh-huh. you know. Like, like like the brother always said, I reserve the right to change my mind when doing better information come along. Yeah, right. I would be I, an idiot to say it's always going to be the same forever. You know, how could that happen change. when, yo, shit changes. And you know what? It has to, because if it doesn't, either you're growing or you're dying. I'm always going to be growing, and I don't want to be dying. Yeah, that, that, oh, that's, that's facts. Um, yeah, yeah, it, I, like, I like the topic about the food y'all was talking about. Um, y'all were talking about the cheese, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nigga, what you I am so struggling with the cheese. I haven't been yeah. eating it, but I sure be wanting it. Okay, so yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like the dude that take that always thinks of a solution for things, man. You know, I cause, mm-hmm. you know, we, we we can't stay at these places because it doesn't feel. You want that, so we did right. We went to the farmers market the other day, right, and. They got the cheese spot. Okay, so we're in there, and we get the we get the the sheep cheese and the goat cheese. Mhm. Right. 
So I'm hearing about this. So we came out of there with goat cheese that tasted like cheddar cheese and the same mm-hmm. consistency and nothing different. And we came out with everything, you know, mozzarella, all the, you know, all the major ones that you like or whatever. They right. have those. So if that cheese is healthy for you, then that may be an alternative right there because we try, we have them and they're they're pretty good. We've been um, going oh, with those good, for the last week or two. Listen, goat, still, goat still milk, milk is for goat calves, baby goat. Oh, you know, we're not like if they really wanted to make a, a cheese that was good for us, they would take the women's milk and make us some cheese. Well, let's keep it real. That they would make, be the they only make one. cheese out of almonds, bro. I mean, you can make cheese well, out of they do got, I mean, I've been messing with vegan cheese, but it don't taste as good. It don't taste the same at all. I actually prefer No, it, it don't. That's true. That's true. It's just, it don't that's true. It don't. But they can make that's true. I've seen some like people meat. whip it up, though. They can make shit so taste like meat, and it really tastes and feel like meat. But that cheese, mm-hmm. something, it, it, yo, that fake cheese ain't nothing like cheese. <laughs> yeah, it, it, listen, man, but you know what? It's, it's, an, it's an addiction, though. It, it's an addiction, though. But so once you get right, yourself, where you don't need it, that gives you endorphins yeah. and all that shit, and yeah. they ain't it's got no fun. fake shit that's gonna make you feel that way. Yeah, man. Well, see, there's even on the, the, you know, the two cheeses. But I'm, if it's not good for me, then I'm going to cut it out. You know, Cause that's what you're saying. Yo, you that's what I'm doing. Tell Shannon, she ain't supposed to be messing with no cheese anyway. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> but yo, it's not that easy, <laughs> man. It's not that easy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's so bad. Right but you know what? But you know what? Cut out. Yeah, a nigga, fifty. I just went through that whole whatever the fuck that was. Y'all call it Corona. Um, and I'm like, yo, I I'm gonna have to. I'm older now. And I'm gonna have to take my health even more serious because I don't want to feel like that again. Right, right. You know, that was my first time getting sick in about twenty years, man. And that was part of the reason too. I didn't have no antibodies to fight off. I've never had the flu in my life. Into this corona shit, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now my wife had the flu, so when she caught, you know, the rona, it didn't do nothing to her. She had antibodies in her system. So mm-hmm. you may you may think, yo, I'm healthy, I ain't getting sick, yo, I'm straight. Yeah, you are at the time, but if you ever if you ever slip up, you are gonna get it worse. Let me tell you, bro. When I was walking through that airport, man, coming back from Miami, man, I could barely breathe, man. I'm like, God damn. Like, and that was the first time I ever felt like that walking through an airport. Yo, remember, Joey, when we got there and we were walking through to um, the airport to get to the um, rental, I was like, yo, you sweating hard, dog. You might be be sick, man, because, yo, nigga. I ain't (laughs) sick, but, nigga, nigga. That was like a symptom. Yeah, that was like a symptom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I can recognize yeah. it now by what I just went through. I can recognize shit. Whereas before, I didn't recognize nothing. I right. just said, nigga, it's hot in here. <laughs> it's hot in here. Right. I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's like it's so couple, yeah. 
Got the soul curl for being around people, man, right now, man. I mean, this is, it's, it's real. It's a real virus. I don't, I really don't believe it's spread through people, man. I don't. You think it's floating around in the I air? think, I think, I think, yeah. I, I, all right, uh, let me, let me break this down. With that, that thing I was talking about out of Madagascar, right? They noted that Corona attacks people with old blood harder than anyone else. Who the fuck got the old blood? Old positive, old negative. Us. Black people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, so, yo, they targeted us, man. That's, that's targeted, man. That ain't, that ain't uh, from different people. You know what I mean? That ain't from around people. They, they literally made this. They custom made this shit. Yeah, well, I I tell you like this, man. Whatever it is, and it's the people with the old blood that's the heirs to hey. it. That's right. True. Yes, 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 true. yes. True. Yeah. Very true. Very true. How we doing? You know, they they how a lot of people. I haven't man. seen no numbers. You know, uh, how, how, how is that going? It's out here. We don't. Re- <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, because well, I, I, you know, right, and it's like, you know, you know, we, 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 we survive it better than anyone else, even though it's attacking us, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's still holding true, so right? The very, the very thing that makes us catch it, because we got the O, the O is the very thing that fights it off the best, too, ain't that a bit, it's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's it's hard to kill an alien. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you don't know what they mean. Tell everyone it was almost over in the call in. Yeah, they they are. We already went into overtime. That's our show, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's our show. Um, make sure you go to Jonah's website, JonahBay.com. If you want to sign up for the seminar in Atlanta on 31st, all right, make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com. You want to holler at me. And we'll have some updates soon. Ain't you doing a webinar soon? I'm, I'm doing, I think I'm going to hold the webinar right after the money ritual. You know, like we always do, just have it on January 1st. Mm-hmm. Start the new year right, off so, the right way. Yeah. Okay. So there it is. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of stuff planned, man. We're gonna be coming with y'all with, man. This this I year think. actually pushed back our seminars quite a bit. We only did what three seminars this year? Three, bro. That's what I wanted actually, to ask y'all about. Actually, man, how we gonna this is this is the third one. The Atlanta one is the third. Yeah, one? this would be the third. Yeah, this would be the third. What you what, what did you say, brother? The the social distancing, um. In our facilities, um, going forward. Well, we straight, we straight in um, straight, having right? the seminars in the hotel. Yeah, we straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we were able to do it successfully in Miami. Um, they had niggas six feet apart, and all of that. Mm-hmm. It worked out well. So, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I want well. to get down to the ritual. I'm proud of playing this year. The actual hotel is going to make sure it's distance correct. What they do is give us much bigger meeting rooms. And they the way they got it, you know, uh, pushed out is to keep the distance. Yeah, they're going to space you out. 
you're definitely gonna get spaced mm-hmm. out. So I mean that like that similar that we had in, uh, in Atlanta at the beginning of the year with so many niggas in there. Don't expect to be sitting on top of niggas. You know what I mean? Yeah, it out. ain't gonna be like that. <laughs> what that's before Rose <laughs> really got here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Niggas packed that joint in like sardines. But, oh my god! Um, that yeah, social distancing place. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, all right, that's what's up, man. We up out of here. That's the show. Peace to the guys. We coming up to the guys. You on the radio tomorrow? See y'all tomorrow. Yeah, you on the radio tomorrow. Tune in. All right. Well, holla. Peace to the guys. I'm going to the can. I'm going fed. For protecting the brand. Say what I said. Just protecting the brand. Hey, go. Get the drop, go hit up his block. Right now. The chopper hole 99 plus one. That's a hundred some shots for a op. Put on for my city every time I drop. Couple niggas stuck and they mad that I'm not. Hate that I'm hot like what's under the pot. Got them where I want them. I heard it a lot. Hey, who you is? Tell me. Big speaker, big stepper. Still in rotation with the Travis and the Jackals. Hot boy ride with the pump. Asthma. Double lot truck, red seat, look plasma. I'm hitting the bitch from the back. Got a sand the brand. And free all the bros out the can. Gang. Never seen him, so we clapping his mans like hands. Why would you play with the clan? F in the N and R. Infrared beam, it glow in the dark. Put in the work and don't tell what you saw. I'm a big driver, controlling the car. Big bag. They riding the wrong or right. Don't matter. Little niggas told choppers my height. Six, three. I flooded the brand and ice. On me. You reach, you playing with your life. Yeah. Big speaker. One thing about it, I'm a stand. All the way up. I'm not the one. I think you should fuck with. Jelly, you know in advance. No. I got a goon holding the burner. You can get left with a tan. He a junkie for the dumb shit. Now. Want all the smoke like a strand. Dope. Just protecting the brand. You gotta protect the brand. Too much to count right now. I don't got enough hands. Right now, just me and her with it. They dissing, I know that they wishing I give them a chance. Never get tricked at the spot. You reach, I blank, you stink. I'm going to the can. Going fit for protecting the brand. Uh-huh. Just protecting the brand. Okay, you know the brand we winning. Let's go. Better ask about the baby and see what they say. That little nigga ain't playing, he with it. You get cooked like a pan, a skill, I protecting the brand. I just standing on that. I come step on you like you a pair of tennis. Okay. Ain't that what they call it in Memphis? Uh-huh. Know a few niggas ballin' in Memphis. Oh. Got a bag, I'm a bag, I'ma let you know. Yeah. If I pull that bitch out, I'ma let it blow. Ooh. Nigga, you know I'm hot, and my bitch a hot girl. We'll pop out like we Megan, yo. It was time to go rob out the brand, and your boy showed his hand, and the nigga was scared to go. I think these niggas scared of the lake. Got a brand, but my brand way ahead of your lake. We make niggas famous. Put one of y'all ass on the news. Now your mama scared of the cable. Hey, baby, what you gonna do if a nigga walk down and he call himself checking the label? Tell my little brother, pass me that AR. Like a master the salt and pepper at the table. Cause I'm a big speaker. One thing about it, I'ma stand. All the way up. I'm not the one. I think you should fuck with Jelly, you know in advance. No. I got a goon holding the burner. You can get left with a tan. He a junkie for the dumb shit. Now. Want all the smoke like a strand. Dope. Just protecting the brand. You gotta protect the brand. Too much to count right now. I don't got enough hands. Right now, just me and her with it. They dissing, I know that they wishing I give them a chance. Never get tricked at the spot. You reach, I blank, you stink. I'm going to the can. Going fit. For protecting the brand. Say what I said. Just protecting the brand. Hey.